0: London calling. Here is the last news bulletin for today. The time through which we are now passing is of exceptional character.
1: Hello everybody and welcome to the Full Reptile Radio. Um, myself and Owen Oxley today we're going to be talking about some UFC stuff. We're going to be talking about the Cejudo Dillashaw card. I'm very excited. How dare this one. you pronounce that name right? What? Well, so who knows? So judo. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to the Fight Disciples. I've not I had a chance to listen to their episode this week, so you're gonna have to fill me in. You've been.
0: I've listened to bits. I've got a big apology to make to them though, because I've got a bit of a guilty pleasure on the way over. Right. I even set a reminder. This is how old and boring I am. I got in my car and it was about five past ten when I was leaving my house. Drop the kids off. I ain't been for a shit. I'd literally dropped the kids off. And I was in the car, <laughs> and I was like, okay, let's take the Fight Disciples on, have a quick listen to that on the way over, because obviously it's about an hour for me to get over here. But then I realised that I was going to miss Ken Bruce's Popmaster at half past ten. <laughs> <laughs> and that's really fucking sad. You
1: could have a sing-along, right?
0: Yeah, well, the thing is, it's a quiz. So oh, it's I a, see, So okay. like, at half past ten, it's a quiz. And to be fair, I normally, I get like the first two questions. Nothing else, just the first two questions. So I literally, I, I sat, I was listening to Fight Disciples, my alarm went off on the M1, I was like, oh, sorry, boys. And I had to bounce out, and I was listening to, to Ken Bruce asking questions. So,
1: did, did you get questions right, any that you didn't get? I got a couple. We can always put them out to the uh, the collective. Oh, yeah, see, it's, uh... it's
0: one of them where they'll play like, a clip and say, this was a cover by someone, name one of their other bands, right? <laughs> like, number one. So I normally get the easy one, but that's it, but... Yeah, it's pretty sad. Yeah. I just like I like quizzes. What was that
1: video that Nick put in the group yesterday with the uh, the song, the Nike or Reebok song? Oh, is that when Wad put it in? Is this the Reebok, oh, was it Reebok or the Nike? That was it, Reebok or the Nike. Well, I was telling you about my dad, <laughs> wasn't I? Because my dad,
0: I'll never forget when Funk's old brother came out. He was convinced, like literally convinced that it was a Nike advert because he was singing Pump's Old Rubber. And I, it's like, Dad... It's, it's not pumps or rubber it's funks old brother he's like, nah, nah, this is going to be an advert for nike you watch and then Wad put in the is this the reebok or the Nike? is
1: it the reebok or the Nike? that was yeah. it and it's obviously this rhythm. is the rhythm of the. this is it yeah brilliant i love that peter k had a bunch of a bunch of those things do you remember heard lyrics yes yeah I went He had to see the, the duffy one uh but begging me for mercy yes and he was begging you for birdseed begging me for birdseed. yeah there were a few really good ones. There, was a, there was a Michael Jackson one, there one as well. ABBA, of course. Definitely worth checking them Actually, out. M- misheard lyrics. In fact, if anybody's got any of their own misheard lyrics stories, because I, I used to mispronounce lyrics all the time when I was a kid. Yeah. I'll, I'll have to ask my mum and dad to see if there are any any that they remember that, that uh, I, I can think tell you about.
0: Now you see a lot of music's digital like on um, Spotify or whatever, and if you're playing the video or, or you're playing it through your PlayStation or something, the amount of times I'm surprised by lyrics which are like 20 years old, and I'm, <laughs> I've been singing the wrong thing for God Knows long. It fit, it yeah. was all right, but then I'll read what it actually says, I'm like,
1: this is a bit fucking racy. Yeah, right. I didn't expect it to say that. Do you remember when Tub Thumping got through? Who? who Chumbawamba. That was it, Chumbawamba. Tub Thumping got through, yeah. and was, playing, was being played on all of the radio stations yeah. and stuff, and they thought the lyrics were kissing the night away, and it was actually pissing the night yes. away. It was a drinking song.
0: But it was the same as, um, what's it, the Informer? Snow. Oh yeah. Informer. former. I know my name is not and I don't care. But they keep <laughs> on going down. But then one of the verses is when he's going to prison and the lyrics are they look down my pants, they're not my bottom informer.
1: former. Yep. Absolutely. I was
0: fucking eleven singing the song <laughs> and then someone's like, What what did you say? I'm like, They look down my pants, they're not my bottom. Like, you know what that means. I'm like, yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of don't not matter. at all. No. Don't matter. But Great yeah. song. Yeah. Even better was Jim Carrey doing it on Living Colour. Yeah. That was amazing. And uh, what, what was the other one that he did on Living Cut? Oh, the um, the aerobics instructor on steroids. That was always a good one. Did you see that one? I don't think I did. Aerobics instructor on steroids with the little pigtails that was really masculine. No, I missed oh, it. Oh, man, hilarious. I, rem-
0: I remember I remember the sketch, but I can't remember seeing yeah.
1: it. There was the karate master as well. Dude.
0: The, the, the thing is, when you he can overly, overly take like, these little spoof things and someone like Jim Carrey, who's got expressions for days, mm. he used to smash a lot of it.
1: Yeah. He's in another place right now. Me? he like, seen
0: some of the stuff he's been doing.
1: Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm fascinated. I'd love to sit down and have a conversation with him. He's, do, he's certainly, he's certainly seeing the world from a very, very unusual perspective.
0: Yeah, but almost catfishing like a journalist, where they're like, "Oh my god, Jim Carrey, I grew up watching you. Oh, can I have a word?" And He's like, "Yeah, you can if you want." And just pulling the biggest fucking downer, <laughs> and they're like, "Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm going to go and really make my life." Yeah, so um, I don't think I want to do this anymore. Yeah, right. Do you know what I mean? Mm. But yeah, what a genius. Yeah. So, what
1: have you been up to? I have been doing a lot of Hardy Warhead prep. Hardy Warhead prep. Yeah, we've been there today, haven't we? Yeah, been down to the gym, preparing the space for this weekend. Introduced my a, mate to, a, the, to a cage for the first time. Let him have a look. I can't believe his face. It was like me walking down the aisle, the Lego aisle at Toys. Literally. At toys yeah. yeah. Us. Just uh, not concentrating on any
0: work. Just going. Is that? So that's a fault. That's a cage. Right? Yeah. Yeah. come Can we go inside the cage? <laughs> Take shoes off and go in the cage. But yeah, so I've been doing a lot of there's. Essentially, I like designing stuff. I like drawing stuff. I luckily worked out how to make websites to a degree, but it's a lot of wank, wanky knowledge, if you know what I mean. It's none wank, of it. Wanky knowledge. Yeah. None of it is, is uh, university knowledge or, or, or actually being taught properly. Basically, I make a website and I forget what I've done. <laughs> so then, let's say I need to change something in a certain area, I start breaking things until I can recognize I'm in the right place. And then I and then I sort of make it right, and I can make it look nice. So
1: that's because you're smoking joints while you're working. Yeah,
0: because I'm mad baked, just sat there going, "What did I do again?" Nah, yeah. it do, it kills me, man. I I because I, I know how I want it to work and look. And the thing is, it'll do, won't do mm, ever. Never. If it comes to wh- anything we do, if it's clothing, webs, anything, I want the customer experience to be like Amazon. So you can jump on one click, get what you need, and fuck off, rather than scrolling through days of shit that yeah. you don't want to see. So I've, I've been doing a lot of that. I've been having to train myself a lot again on that.
1: You've been enjoying the timetable thing as well. So Hardy Warled is, that's myself and Jimmy Warled We're opening a gym. It's kind of a joint project. Owen's involved and a couple of other people. Wad Wadley, shout out to Wadley. Alamadine, Alamadine, Alamadine. I'm, uh, I'm going to try it. No, I'm, I'm, Wadley dog. <laughs> is it <a> Wadley dog? <laughs> um, and the gym's opening very soon. We're hoping to open it the the week after Jimmy's Bellator fight. That'd so be cool. I think that would be February 11th is yeah, the man. plan. We've had a few, a few setbacks with the electrical situation but uh, that's been resolved and now we're moving forward we're there today planning out uh, where the tv is going to go on the wall and how we're going to put the posters up that's exciting man. we've got some good posters right? yeah
0: for real we've just been through your whole collection which is the inner the, geek is a bit is going a bit crazy because i'm not only am i looking through it with you but you're on most of them Whoa. and then there's some other cool stuff that i've seen in the past and it's like oh my god look at this and then the design side comes in as well it's like Who the fuck made this? it's still classic some of them were terrible old though. school classic but it's like, like a shout shame.
1: out to the old the fx3 guys but holy shit that poster was terrible wasn't it dude like where they'd, they'd use that the the spray can emoji paint Uh, on on paint yeah yeah. they just kind of sprayed up to the side of my head that'll do taking off half of my ear yeah
0: but it's like one of the t-shirts you gave me the other day i know we we mentioned that we found a load of your your (laughs) swag but i wore it on the on the group call last night i got out of the shower and it's on the top of the pile and it's the it's like a mexican dan yeah it is (laughs) It is. no tattoos and all the abs yeah and i was like oh this looks just like that i've got
1: lines shaved in my eyebrows as well yeah it was my very first signature t-shirt straight on nemesis fight gear well, I went. I mean, what a and that was a that was a screen printed T shirt as well. How
0: many? So they, there was hundreds of them. They, they must have made hundreds. I went to see the kids last night because obviously I was on the call from say eight. So Libby was going to bed at eight, half eight. So I was like, "No, right, darling," I was trying to tuck her in. She's like, "Who's that?" I said, "It's Dan." She's like, "Dan, Dan." I was like, "Yeah." she's like. He doesn't look like that. I was like, don't <laughs> tell him that. He'd be really upset. And she's like, daddy, did you draw it? And I was like, I didn't, darling. And as I turned around, there's a skull on the back with a bandana across my mouth. She's like, Uh, why is there a skull on the back? And I was like, listen, I was not in this guy. Right. I was not in this designer's head for it, one minute. It's,
1: it's proper poor man's skull and crossbones Old with a bandana. Old school, yeah. Like, i tell you which one is good, though. One of my favourite shirts. We only did a limited run. It was a collab we did with the um, the hardcore uh Record label death wish, yes
0: on the gray shirt,
1: yeah, that we did gray shirts and we did black shirts, and it was a collaboration with blood for blood it's wicked it's awesome so yeah. and that's got so that's the blood for blood logo, the same one I've got tattooed on my yeah. shins, but with a bandana around yeah. its face it's amazing. I think um, was, some, didn't we find some of them? There yeah, there is there is a few, put especially a few grey on. ones. I don't I don't even know if I've got a black one. No, I to think be fair, I, I normally
0: rob one of each.
1: Yeah, I think somebody else robbed all of the black ones off me as well. Yeah,
0: but the grey ones are cool. But I, the one that I was wearing, it's like someone had googled the word skull, <laughs> and they didn't <laughs> go for the first one to be dead obvious. They went for the third one, and they were yeah. like, "That'll do. Yeah. That'll do. It'll be all right." So yeah, I've, I've got Mexican dante, but I wore on the call last night, and uh, just to get a reaction, which was good.
1: Yeah. Just did we get artwork. a photo? We got a. I tell you why we did get a photo because Dean was how hal- 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 like thirty two minutes. We had a bet going on. Yeah, we had a little gone. bit Apart of a wager. Ollie. Yeah, Ollie was almost on the money. He said twenty eight minutes. I was optimistic. I said twelve. I called the. I called the time in the round. I got the round. I, I time in the finish. I got the finish right that yeah. his, his charger had broke. So the story is that Dean, i Generally, is is late. He runs on his own time schedule. Anybody that knows Dean will love him, but he's thirty minutes late consistently. Really, and and. Oftentimes we have a group call every week. We, you know, we discuss what's going on the website, what we're going to be doing with the with the new line of clothes that we've got coming out, with the new bags, and we've got supplements and stuff coming out. It's, you know, there's loads going on. So we're trying to stay in contact regularly, and we 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 expect everybody to be on on the weekly call. And everybody's there pretty much, especially Ollie. Shout out to Ollie. Who's, yeah, he's up uh, at I like four a.m. Like at four o'clock in the morning, he's there for the call. But Dean is consistently late. And it's always his phone. Into, I love always. it.
0: Because it was even last night. The problem is, I can back him up. So it's not even like I can throw him under the bus and say, that was bullshit. But it was a case that his phone had died.
1: He doesn't need a new phone. Yeah, he
0: for real needs a new phone. But it, it was just before Christmas, he came over to the office. And we sat and we did a load of work together. And the charger, I'd plugged into my phone. And you feel that, that initial, like to say, it's charging. So I was like, that's cool. So Dean asked for the charge. So I plugged his in literally nothing for like two or three hours trying to hard reset it and it, once it had died <laughs> it's like it needed like reviving so he was now leaving our office which is in the middle of nowhere in the middle of nowhere's nowhere and I was like, like telling him yeah yeah, well off you go mate like do you know how to get from it he was like I think I know it I just had fear that he was, I was never going to see him again. I
1: don't get it. I, I wonder whether he's whether he's never closed a web page on his phone and he's got like 6,000 of them open.
0: I have done that for people before. When I used to work on a lot of PCs and laptops and <laughs> tablets and stuff, they are like, it's really slow. But like one minute, and you just double press the button to get it all, and then literally you're just closing apps for days. That, <laughs> when did you close this down? <laughs> oh, I don't. Don't, how, yeah. What the fuck are you talking about? I'm crazy. Bro?
1: Yeah. Insane. Yeah. So yeah, you know, unfortunately it was uh It was a bit late. But bit we late. got a I got a good photo. You you took the you got a photo of his uh Well I was
0: checking Instagram while we was on the call and there's a picture of Dean as a contestant in the ultimate fighter season. When we had his Mr. T hair
1: cut. Nine Mr. T hair yeah. on a Topps trading card. And did you see the video he sent into the group today? It's fucking brilliant. What episode was that? You're the you the tough expert as you remember. So it I would don't have remember been what season it was. was it, it was season, season nine, because season,
0: season ten was Kimbo. Right. So uh season nine was obviously bisping henderson uk versus us
1: it was quite weird because at that point so if that was season nine we'd had eight seasons yeah and i used to watch every season back then i mean i kind of binge watch them now to kind of cram it all into my head at once but i used to watch them you know episode at a time and i remember well all the boys were back at that point but we didn't know we had no idea what was going on so to be watching the show a format we're familiar with but at the same time having like half of the team populated with teammates, which Dude, was really weird. I can imagine it fucked your head up. It fucked mine up just that they had <laughs> English accents. That was one of the best things.
0: Yeah. There's a real camaraderie it was about it. Yeah. Didn't they, who did they subtitle? Bisping. Bisping. They, they, they subtitled him on, on season three, and it's like yeah. he almost looked down at the words as if, say, why are these here?
1: Yeah, right. Because there was him and Ross Pointon, weren't they? He's far more Californian. Now. Yeah, ria Ross Pointon is difficult to understand. I think one of my favorite bits on Ross. Um, Ross Pearson used to be. He, his Rory his accent's clear now. Yeah, now man. he's been living in, in Australia. Yeah, but it lucky was lucky boy. Yeah, it was enjoying super was it? Freezing my balls. It's so cold here right now. Ridiculous. Jeez. Anyway, let's get into this card. um what where, where do you want to start? Do you want to start at the bottom of the card? I, I mean, I just want to talk about the cejudo Diller fight. I'll be honest. Yeah. I'm, there are a couple of things that stand out to me on this card, though. Um, T. Edwards getting Dennis Bermudez. Yeah, and I'm
0: surprised Dennis Bermudez is on early prelims.
1: They've got a lot of big names taking on people that are like just breaking out, like Cowboy taking on Alexander Hernandez. Yeah, there's a lot of
0: gatekeepers. You were saying they're about gatekeepers. Mm, like, and look at uh, look at what Glover to share. Glovers, yeah,
1: yeah. Early opener, Carl Robertson, eight fights into his pro career. A seven and one. That's Crazy. dangerous. Crazy. But the thing, I mean, you you, like, you look at his career. Well, let's start there. We'll jump around on the card a bit because why not? Okay, so where are we? Glover against Carl Robertson. Glover against Carl Robertson. Like, Robertson, so, sorry, not Robertson. Robertson. Yeah, there's no okay. T in there. So he, he just came off that UD win over Jack Marshman, which was, I mean, Marshman's tough. He put in a performance. Like, Jack, if you can't get him
0: out of there to, mm. to be able to get the decisions impressive yeah. in
1: itself. But Marshman's Marshman's always been caught between weight classes I thought I, I mean you know he got a win over Darren Stewart as well so, he, so he's moving up in weight class then he must yeah. be yeah so is this, this is his first fight at light heavyweight
0: well yeah because he's gotten down here on uh, Tapper's middleweight and Glover's light heavyweight so he must be moving up because
1: Glover ain't moving down yeah you see that's interesting isn't it because because like moving up a weight and taking on Glover's shim I mean that, that might be a bit of a because Glover's been struggling recently he? that might be a bit of a gimme for Glover
0: I don't know, man. Clark, if if Carlos Middleweight and can make that weight, he's he's fucking he's he's fast. Yeah,
1: he's, he's got quite a bit of speed on him. whereas. Can Glover, carry that speed up, though. I mean, yeah. maybe he was cutting too hard to get to middleweight. And I mean, we look at Thiago Santos. Look how good he looks recently. Jeez, yeah, scary. Yeah, right.
0: So I don't know. I mean, I think like See, you were saying before about Glover, though, if it? he can if he can weather an early storm, right? Because it's that young, it's that young Thundercat thing again. It's like Uriah Hall the other day that one punch is all it took and we've seen Glover turn people off yeah so he
1: does have heavy hands he just he's a bit old school in his approach Glover is I always thought and I don't think that's necessarily down to his age I just think that's down to the fact that as he was coming up he was training with a lot of those old Brazilian veterans and then he then you know then he was working with Chuck Liddell a lot
0: that's it I think think we missed a lot of Glover's heyday yeah I think he got nullified by John Jones John's going to stop everyone of course but the thing was he should, he should have been
1: in the UFC five years prior to that. Absolutely. Well, do you remember Rogan talking about it? All he day. He was on like a 20-fight win streak yeah, and Rogan kept talking about, him. was it visa issues or something? Yeah, something to do with contract issue
0: visa. But it was, yeah. he was always with Hackleman. Uh-huh. And the thing was, if you, were, if you were interested in the sport at all back in the day and you could see that you never saw Chuck without John Hackleman. No. Ever. It's John Hackman right? John. It is. So you never saw those guys apart. So
1: when you see someone else with him, it validates that fighter instantly. Yeah, all of a sudden you're like, okay, you're part oh, of that inner oh, okay. circle. Yeah. At the top. Yeah. yeah, he's a motherfucker. So I, it was, I, I agree though. I think maybe, I mean, how old is he? I th- maybe I'm saying one, maybe that maybe he's old as he's, fuck. He's going to be like seven years younger <laughs> yeah. than me or something. Yeah. He's thir- I mean, 39. Yeah, he's 39. Okay. So like may- maybe if we'd have seen him in the UFC a couple of years earlier, or if he'd have, you know, I just, I feel like he's kind of, He's one of the last of the of the, the previous generation of fighters. The kind of plodding a little bit, the Keith Jardine kind is of, like Vanderlay and, and 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 Rampage is another good example of yeah. that. I mean, I'm not talking about bad fighters by any stretch. No, just but just getting stylistically, um, yeah. Well, it's, like when you've got Adesanya's coming into the UFC yes. and the likes of that, you know, that fucking spinning elbows on the toes and stuff.
0: This is some fighters you see this because you see some fighters when they hang up their gloves and you've seen the best of them. So almost like with Matt Hughes, BJ Penn, that sort of stuff. You see like Matt Hughes sort of hang up his gloves as if to say, and he could have maybe done it a fight or two before. Mm. I mean, he, he strangled uh, Ricardo, Almeida like a pig. It yeah. was ridiculous. <laughs> One of the great, like, <laughs> schoolyard like bully headlock. Yeah. It was fucking awful, but impressive. But the thing is, you you always remember the good shit. Mm-hmm. And like we said about putting the batteries away in the cupboard the other day, they lose a bit of something before you get the fuckers back out again. And with someone like that, it, it, the the rampage especially yeah you've got this memory it's that like when Chuck fought Tito the other day you've got this memory of this guy bouncing on his toes fucking ducking and, and avoiding a lot of shit yeah but it's like with Rampage when you see him now he's got that that instant like dad rage as <laughs> if saying like, oh yeah. fuck you back it up yeah and it's like you're out of breath you shouted once yeah uh-huh. and it's like don't don't make me get out of the chair. Yeah, what what you gonna do? Walk <laughs> over here really slowly. It's almost that that plodding, and it's just like that exactly that. effort. There's there's so much effort that yeah. goes into it. Where if
1: we, kn- we mentioned Peter Kay earlier in, the, earlier in the podcast. Remember his bit about dad running? Oh yeah, about dad running about yeah. like like that like short short steps swaying. Like, yeah, th- yeah. Glover's just. He, I mean, he's good enough technically, and he's tough enough to stay stay relevant. I mean, what mm-hmm. is he still ranked? What ten? Something yeah, like but that. the the, the problem ten.
0: is he's given he is a Orlovsky. He's a token giver. Yeah. Like you get a win over Glover, win over right. Orlovsky, it's fucking gargantuan in comparison to what you're actually achieving. Yeah. Whereas if you'd have fought Orlovsky back in the day or fought Glover back in the day, yeah. fucking hell, that's a scary thought because I've got his I've got his record up when he when he came into the UFC. Kyle Kingsbury, fucking massive win. Yeah. Kyle was just a, mm. look at He's massive. Him. He's, He's huge, yeah. Terrifyingly big. Then he fought Fabio Maldonavo, Maldonado and won. Yeah. Beat Rampage. That in itself is fucking
1: insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. James Dehuna. I, I can watch that. What, what was that finish?
0: Uh, unanimous.
1: Okay, I might go back and watch that. But it
0: was back. a plodder because, what again, was it was almost like Chuck was fighting.
1: Yeah. Uh, because... It's like, like watching a mirror image fight each other. Well, yeah. Exactly. Although, although Rampage never quite had those sub skills, did he? No, all, the, one, all that belly. My, yeah. One of my favorite ever Kimoras in the whole of mixed martial arts is Rampage. And I can't remember who he was fighting, but it was a King of the Cage match. Okay. And he was applying this Kimora like someone had taught him in the back, backstage before he walked out. And literally, it's, it's like he's trying to open a tin of beans with a pencil sharpener. <laughs> he's like, he's like, he's got, he's got roughly got the grip, but he's not keeping the elbow tight into his chest. He's not twisting nice and tight. with he's the got arm. raw power. It's just trying to twist this motherfucker off. It's ridiculous. It's, it's hilarious. But, and he's like looking at the referee, like, am I doing it right? Is this, is this right? Tell, tell me, tell me what to do. Yeah, just give, give me a thumbs like, up, bro. I feel like I'm close. <laughs> <laughs> King
0: of the yeah. cages. Oh, they're all unanimous.
1: Oh they? Yeah. Or so maybe he didn't get it then. Maybe he not. didn't finish. I've just no. got this memory of it. Thought, I thought he finished it with it. I thought the guy tapped. I might be looking too,
0: I might be like scanning a bit too quick. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the thing for me was when, when <laughs> Glover got the win over Rampage, it was like John Hackleman got that Chuck lost back. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And it's one of them where
1: obviously- Dude, I have some hilarious memories of Rampage because I used to train alongside him sometimes at Legends and stuff. He used to show okay. up. Oh, man him and Matt Horwich. Do you remember Matt Horwich? He was, I don't think he never fought in the UFC. He was part of the old Team Quest guys. So he was with um, Randy and Matt Lindland and Dan Henderson back in the okay. day. They all spoke really highly of him. Rob Follis trained him, the late Rob Follis, uh, rest in peace. Uh, and he was like, he was, he was eccentric. He was an eccentric grappler. he he eh? was very he was very strange he was a fascinating individual definitely on the on the autistic spectrum somewhere okay real interesting individual like like he'd show up to training and he'd have um he'd have his ifl vest on i mean he was ripped he was shredded like a like a shaved chimpanzee like rogan always okay like he was ripped but he was a light heavyweight he was a big dude in fact he fought on that show that they did in birmingham where mike tyson refereed and he came running out with a bible in his hand like he used, he so he used to show up to training with his ifl vest on which was like which was the wolf pack that was his team yeah yeah. and he had he had books in his bag alongside his training stuff and he'd have a copy of the bible then he'd have a book on quantum physics a book on like like long form algebra or something he was like a wizard and he a would, beano or a dandy exactly <laughs> really random stuff but then the amount of times i would be like sitting we'd sit and wrap our hands on the chairs in in Legends. And I would just sit and laugh watching him and Rampage interact, because they are as far at opposite ends of the yeah, spectrum as people as you can imagine. You've got this eccentric wizard that's wicked on the ground, but's got some of the worst striking that I've ever seen for someone that trains so regularly. I love the guy, but it's it just body just didn't work. Yeah, yeah. It was like whatever. Bambi on ice. Yeah, whatever percentage of Keith Jardine made him look awkward. Oh. Like he had he had nine tenths of that in him. He just like nothing seemed to work properly. But when he when he got you on the mat, he was like a boa constrictor. Yeah, done. But like they were just and then you got Rampage at the other end. He was just like this this kind of bullyish meathead, like very very quick witted. Dynamite Rampage, with exactly. But very quick witted, yeah. really really smart. And he used to call him Wolfpack because he used to always walk around with his uh, with, with his, his, his on. And they just they just didn't know how to interact with each other. It was so awkward. I used to love training at that gym. It was just a mishmash of all weirdos. I think weird that's though.
0: what st- stood Randy out there, because you would, even if you didn't watch Pride, you've heard that he's Randy, humping... Sorry, Rampage. Sorry, Rampage. <laughs> you, you, you've heard on the grapevine that a fighter's been humping a reporter's leg. Yeah. Or, like, messing around or doing
1: something. <laughs> You're like, what the fuck? Can, can you imagine the spike in local MMA of, like, people trying to slam out of triangles when Rampage oh, smashed a rona through Arona, the canvas? Yeah. I remember, it's like, awful. Dean I'm a singer. tried that. I remember Dean, like, gassed himself out trying to slam someone out of a triangle. Was it Bisping? <laughs> <laughs> I I, I literally. After,
0: did, did you see that, obviously, Bisping threw Dean under the bus before his... Uh, I when, did see that, he, yeah, he yeah. he did his rib or his back yeah. or whatever.
1: Oh, Dean. And it was one of them. Yeah, that's why we call him Baby Rhino. Dude, he doesn't know his strength. Well, we'd done the podcast. Maybe that's why his phone doesn't work. <laughs> that's it. He's just slamming it. Slamming people on
0: it. But we'd we'd done the podcast and then I think it was Wad that sent a link to the web, the podcast of Joe Rogan talking to him. Yes. And then I was driving home and I was this like, oh my God, no fucking way. <laughs> I, I thought it was Dean yeah. to be fair, but the yeah. Thing,
1: the thing is that those things happen all the time. Like I remember I was training for, um, it was kind of a weird coincidence actually because I was fighting on the first Cage Warriors USA in Florida. Wow. And it was being ran by some friends of the guy that ran Cage Warriors in the UK and they, they decided they were going to populate it with roughhouse fighters because we're, were popular on the cage warriors scene, so they flew out. myself and Jimmy and Andre, and who else was there? myself, Jimmy, Andre. Oh, great! Uh, Greg, uh, Greg Lockran joined us for the week uh, as well. He was kind of an honour member of the team. And in the training, I, w- I was preparing for that fight over in Los Angeles, and I, I used to train quite a lot with a guy called Amir Radavani, okay. and he was he was an absolute thug. He was he was just. Raw power. Raw, raw power, just raw power talent. monster, raw power. But also one of those guys that had been training MMA since before MMA was a thing. Oh, okay. Like he like he was already he was already training in Valatudo shorts when UFC one happened. He was yeah. one of those guys. He had some power ups. Absolutely. And he was he was he was big, he was strong. He was a light heavyweight that cut down to, to middleweight somehow. But Almost he, one
0: of them kids that their parents had sent them to judo since they were like six. Exactly. Hated it for the time and then got into this and was like, oh, can you too yeah. that?
1: Yeah, too strong for his, for his frame, that yeah, kind man. of guy. And, and didn't, just didn't know his own power when we were sparring. And obviously, you know, a decent size, bigger than me. But whenever I was starting training camp, I'd usually start at about 205 pounds. So at the beginning of training camp, I'd get paired up with him. So me and him would be sparring and he caught me with a knee to the ribs. And I I don't know exactly what it did. It either cracked a rib or it it tore some intercostal cartilage or something. Yeah. But it was like every time I coughed or breathed deep, it was clicking. There was a clicking going on. Mm. Really uncomfortable.
0: Why is it when that happens that you breathe deep more? do you know something yeah. harsh, you're like, oh, that really. Hurts
1: it's weird isn't it it's yeah. weird because it's like because you're hoping it's going to go away like all of a sudden you're going to breathe deep and you're going to oh it didn't happen that time oh, oh I'm yeah. back I'm good yeah. I'm, I don't need to go to, go to the hospital I'm fine yeah I've had yeah. so many fucking aches and pains <laughs> <laughs> it's just like I'll keep doing that yeah get used to the pain so he caught me with this knee early in training camp and it was just it was with me for the whole thing and it was it was plaguing me and I, I went I flew from California over to Florida for the event and cut weight and weighed in and everything and. uh that was the fight. I think I've told you about this before. Where myself and Andre, we were the main and co-main event. Yeah, we were in the dressing room, ready to walk out. And, and G- did Jim- get no? Jimmy was the last fight. I think he was fighting a guy called Charles Bird, a real tough fighter. Um, and as soon as Jimmy's fight finished, they sh- they ended the show. Ran out of time. Ran out of insurance at midnight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so me and Andre didn't have, didn't get to fight. And I mean, I was very annoyed because I was there, ready to go, but. At the same time, maybe it was quite fortuitous because m- my rib. I mean, fucked. one good shot on my rib. Gone. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I would I can't have struggled how to, that work feel, to it.
0: be like because it's not only that.
1: It's disabling. you amazing. It's amazingly disabling. Well, you it's it's,
0: it's doing the whole thing, getting the show cancelled like on that day. So right. like you've done a camp, you've then travelled. I mean, I like being abroad. I don't like flying. Yeah. I, the thing is, I don't like down. I don't like wanky downtime when I'm restricted. I can't really do yeah. a lot. I'm just fucking waiting for someone else. That's why. I, I'll always drive. Mm-hmm. Don't matter if it takes me fucking five hours. I would rather drive Insane. and get myself there than be on a fucking bus or a train. I can't stand it. So imagine training going from there to there, mm-hmm. obviously with a broken rib now that you've suffered under this and then someone yeah. come up to you go, oh yeah, you can't fight. Yeah, And there's, it's not, it doesn't mean that you can and go, I, oh yeah, I can.
1: And I kind of got myself mentally in a place where I'm like, I know this is going to be an uncomfortable fight no matter how quick it is. Yeah. Even if I walk out there and land one clean left hook and he goes down, like, just the the contraction to throw that left yeah. hook is going to put a lot of strain on And
0: my. you're going to be breathing deep all the uh. way down to the cage. You go, that hurt. Uh. Oh, that hurt a bit yeah. less. Oh, no, it didn't.
1: No. Uh. Oh, that one hurt worse. And then touching it. Someone <laughs> yeah. taking Poking your shirt it. off is like, oh. Got to poke <laughs> it. Stretch it. Oh, it hurts if I stretch. I'll stretch yeah. a bit more. Stretch to the right. I know, yeah. yeah. It's It's, it's stupid shit you do. I think it's boy
0: mentality. You right. do that a lot. Like, when you're a kid and you hurt yourself. Yeah. I can remember I hit myself I hit myself in the head with a, with a hatchet
1: that doesn't sound like you. Oh, that, that doesn't sound
0: like something that you would do. Dude, it, honestly. You hit yourself in the head with a hatchet. It's like a curved hatchet. It was it was blunt as anything. But
1: that's, that's fortunate.
0: Yeah, I found it in my mom's garage. And it's one of them that, you know, as a kid, you just think, oh, I just, I'll go and fucking, I'll go and chop some shit up. Yeah. So I did. So then I'm, right, on my mom's house, she's got a really long garden. And there's fields behind it that basically, it was a girl I went to school with, dad's field. So we were allowed in the fields. But it was an old like a hedge between. So we hollowed the hedge out and had it as our den. Nice. So you imagine all this shit you're chopping up and out and I cracked myself in the forehead <laughs> with this fucking curb <laughs> bit. I don't know how I did it, but I woke up <laughs> in the den. And it, sorry, darling. <laughs> it was about eight o'clock at night in the middle of a field. I shit my pants. But the whole time, I just kept poking this. It really oh, fucking hurt, but yeah. I kept poking it to like, to almost think, well, if I do it 20
1: times, <laughs> I'm using the paint up. And that sounds <laughs> yeah. stupid, but do you know what I mean? You yeah. just keep fiddling. Maybe it's a control thing. Maybe, maybe you just want to be in control of the pain. Maybe it's like, if it's going to hurt, it's going to hurt on my terms. Yeah, exactly. It's you like know? when a tooth comes out, when you keep sticking your tongue straight oh, in it. Oh, like, okay. you've got to. Oh, Carl. You've got to. My kids are savage. Remember- they come up to
0: me and just, can you pull this out? They literally
1: want me to just <laughs> yeah. pull it out. It's fucking horrible. They want I, the money, but. Of course. Yeah. It's all about cash. Yeah. It's a cash grab. I, um, I remember uh, a fight I had on Cage Warriors. It was actually a no contest. Um, like it was my first fight against Diego Gonzalez, and he came out and it, we, he went to touch gloves like we were going to touch gloves. Came over the top, hit a massive right hand sucker punch. me like Kelly and Cowboy. My own was fault Was it Paul Kelly?
0: I don't remember. Two Tellys Kelly that sounds and like Cowboy. Kelly.
1: That, yeah, that he sounds re- like, yeah, he yeah. did. He, he sucker punched punch cow in the room Cowboy. Cowboy, Cowboy beat him. him. Yeah, that was a great fight. That I tell you, you what, it? Paul Kelly was doing a lot better than well, people. Wasn't it with- Cowboy's debut? In UFC oh was it was it his first time over it might have been I don't know that's fucking random knowledge I'll have a quick look have a Google maybe have a Jamie <laughs> I, will, <laughs> I will say we got so many emails and CVs thank you all for the feedback we've actually got somebody that's uh, that's gonna be doing that for us it was brilliant so, I, I, yeah. I genuinely I can't believe the amount of CVs <laughs> and
0: and uh, intros that, I don't yeah. know if you were serious because obviously yeah. we are very serious guys
1: but it was yeah, yeah, it was nice to see. No him. nudies though, no new pictures, which was unfortunate. With
0: yeah, disappointing. Man. Yeah, I, know. I like bribe
2: material.
1: A lot of lot of weirdos listening to podcasts. I would imagine we'd get a couple. We are um, weirdos. What we're doing? We're talk- oh, we're talking about Paul Kelly and uh, yes, Cowboy. And, yeah. with the soccer. Players. That was so. That was a good fight. And the the advantage in that fight was that Cowboy was able to take the fight to the floor. He yes. finished by rear He choked, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he? Did. yeah, I'm sure it was. I will tell he, you what, that's a good that's a good fight to do for uh, one of the new shows that we've got coming up. We're filming some pilots on Sunday. I'm not going to tell you too much about them, but we're filming some pilots. Yeah, very. It's all. I think he wants to go and lay on the blankets. Uh, I'm me to let her out. Are no, no, you
0: good? See, it was his day. De- with cowboy's debut. Look at you. Why the fuck's that in my brain? Why is that in there? All right. Well, fair enough. So, but it was it was a wicked fight to watch, and uh, there's enough of it to get into it. Do you know what I mean? It's not not a boring fight by any stretch. But you were saying that you got sucker punched
1: and that's what made me think of Cowboy oh, Kelly. Oh, so yes, yes, yes. Is that what he did? He did, did Kelly sucker punch him? Yeah, he you know literally that. went to touch gloves. See how that? And then see how I automatically assumed it was Paul Kelly that did the sucker punch him. No, it's Paul Kelly that was doing yeah, it. Was. Yeah, of, course of course it was. Of course it was. Yeah, so he walked out, went to touch gloves, came over the top, cracked me with this right hand and just kind of dazed me. I mean, my own fault. I never touched gloves after that point, I don't think. Unless it was... The thing is, when GSP, you get to When you get to the UFC, people are watching, so it happens a lot less. A lot of people are watching. Yeah. Whereas at the smaller shows, people take advantage. Not like doing that. that touching duck. No, 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 no. So I, I should have been ready, but I wasn't. You know, never take your eyes off your opponent, <laughs> even when you bow. <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, he caught me. Took, he took me down, drove me into the fence, took me down, and as I was getting up, he started to take my back and started to elbow me in the back of the head and neck. And apparently, I don't remember who was refereeing, but apparently it was his first pro match he was refereeing and he didn't intervene. I mean, there were clearly illegal elbows. Was helpers. it Mario? <laughs> 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 I've, got no, I've got no idea who or it Steve was. Steve Mazagay. Yeah, imagine. Um, and I mean, I, I don't remember anything. In I, I think I fought into the second round and he caught me in a rear naked choke. I don't remember, don't remember anything any from that point. Shit. And for about two, two and a half months afterwards, I had no feeling in the left side of my face. Like all my cheek, like around my eye socket was, was dead, like down, like onto my top lip on my, on my left side, my inside of my cheek. And that was one of those situations where like it hurts. So I'm going to keep poking it. This didn't hurt. So I kept biting it to see if I could feel it. Did you dare tell your mom? No, I didn't. No, of course, you didn't. Because no. she'd t- have stopped you fighting. I told. I had one fight with uh, a, a guy, David David Baron. He was a tough little motherfucker. That guy. He was like he was five six. He was a black belt judoka, and he was he was French. He was very very tough.
0: I to say he sounded French. Yeah,
1: and he t- he 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 stepped in at late notice, basically on on a fight, and just I just wasn't ready for him. He was too good. Yeah, I wasn't. Yeah. I w- I didn't have the ground game for him, so I I was constantly on the back foot. But fought into the third round, just escaping one Irma platter after another and just kind of bullying my way out of things. I think I even tried to... That's
0: confidence when someone's attacking you with an Irma platter. Yeah. You know, and you're like, I was,
1: just do something normal. Well, I was, just kept leaving my arms out. I mean, that's what it was. Like, he kept, not, you don't know. Yeah, I kept finding my way into the, into the guard and then just leaving my arms out. But he was very tricky and he, kept, he, he threw a lot of stuff up at me. But the, the problem with the fight was not the submissions that he kept throwing. It was that he was peppering me with shots all the time. It was like constant that just like constant yes. tam, bang 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 bang. In in awkward situations where it's just like short hammer fists. It's annoying. It was it wasn't enough to even bruise anything no. or cut anything, but it, it it was enough impact to just swell everything. Yeah. So I looked like uh, like Sloth off Goonies at the end of the fight. <laughs> like whole one side of my head was swollen out. All my ear was crooked, sticking out because oh, nice. the swelling. We should have hey a picture of a Superman t-shirt. We I, watched it with the kids. You we know, the I kids have one it. photo of it somewhere and I, I'll dig it out. It but it's, into, it's terrible. Into Sloth. It's terrible. Yeah, it's not good.
0: I think them, them shots are the ones that just keep fucking with your brain because you're trying to think straight and someone's just tap tap tap
1: tap yeah. tapping. It's like fuck off. It's just it's that's it. It's frustrating. I mean, but they're effective. If you can't do anything else, they're effective. Yeah, and it knocks you it knocks you off your
0: game plan because yeah. if you're thinking, if you're getting mad or frustrated, that's why a lot of fighters have got this really wicked composure. You see it a lot. Where people seem to—I was talking about before when Bruce can sort of tell you who's going to win because mm-hmm. he's seen a lot of people come out. Yeah, see how they are before the fight, and yeah. he's the last person to see them and gets that real. He's a yeah. poker player, so he's he can a wizard leap, as well. He's a, he's a wizard. He's a genius. He's a wizard. But he can—he can see that. So when if someone is messing with that—that that awesome composure that you've got, just to fucking annoy you. Yeah, I don't know. The kids seem to do it all the time. Like if I'm sat on the settee. They just tap me with their foot. <laughs> so I've only got a SETI, normal sofa is like three seats, right? So I'll take up, my seat is the, the normal dad's seat, right in front of the teddy, left-hand corner of, of the three-seater, yeah. recliner, right? So that's where I always sit. So where do the kids always sit? In that fucking seat. So I get to the point where I'm like, you can have these two, but that's my, I need to sit there. So they sit and they just keep touching me with their foot. <laughs> Enough to make me go, what the fuck are you doing? And like, nothing. I didn't do anything. It's like you di- you you keep tapping me. Your foot. It's like, well, I didn't. And then when I say stop, they'll do it to a point where they're just getting their toe close enough just to touch, as if say, I can still do it without you knowing. And it fucking rolls me off the ground. That's why they do it because yeah, they know. I, mean, I fucking swear. daddy, 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 daddy. Yeah, yeah. It's like Stewie off. Uh, watch him go, mummy, mummy, yeah. mummy. Dude, just watch him fucking go like a bomb now. And I can't. I just can't handle having that. So yeah. I think. I'm not a fighter anyway, but if someone was just winding me up with <laughs> shit that wasn't hurting, but they weren't finishing it. Yeah. Like I've got a brother, my younger brother, Danny, who's built like a fucking ape, took him to jujitsu once. And he's got about as much jujitsu skill as as that fucking kettle. Coffee press. Yeah. <laughs> and like n- no skill at all, but he came in like Brock and just sat on me and was just leaning over and going, what do I do now? And I was like, get off. And he's like, well, you get up. And it's like, I can't get up. And he's like, am I winning then? And it's like, I fucking hated that. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah, just just yeah. too big.
1: Yeah, that is annoying.
0: I that don't like yeah, Don't like being restricted. Nah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, a bit of a, a bit of a bad thing about me. <laughs> there you go. No good. For, no good for submission
1: wrestling then. No good at all. No, I like doing it. I yeah.
0: just, don't, just don't like being fucking restricted. <laughs> yeah,
1: just don't like losing? It's Jimmy Wallhead used to do it all the time when training camp, especially when you knew I was cutting weight and I was low carb and I had low Weak. energy and i mean jimmy's a monster at the best of times we always talk about it he's he's horrible to grapple with Mate. it's everything's uncomfortable you get like forearms slid across your face he's yeah. like like elbows in your cheek it's just awful it's uncomfortable
0: when he used to train at fourth i always used to feel like i had to sign a non like disclosure <laughs> agreement because the amount of shit that i'd seen on the mats yeah. it's almost like what are you going to do with them bodies just sign here sir yeah exactly do not talk yeah. about this I, mean, I can remember him once standing up you know Shimmy off of uh, I don't know if I mentioned this before off of uh, This Is England Andrew Shim yeah that's and
1: a great movie and a series a TV yes, series yeah. how many did they do after I think they did Th- this, this Is England three. This, is this Is England 80 film.
0: This Is England 70 they did the film it's brilliant what, yeah. if you get to a, it's pretty fucking dark yeah, yeah and yeah. Jimmy's actually in it he's, he's in the latest season of course he is. Season. yeah yeah of course he is but he gets Shimmy in a guillotine right and stands up <laughs> And I've got it filmed somewhere and Shimmy's legs are just doing Scooby-Doo. like. <laughs> it was horrific. And you know when you stand there watching and you're thinking, that's a bit long. Yeah. That's a bit long. Yeah. You're holding that dude, do let him go.
1: And yeah. It was J- yeah, and he's still laughing. Giggling his tits off. That's the he, problem. It was fucking hilarious to If him. Jimmy gets you in a, in a choke or something or an or or awkward, uncomfortable position that's really, you know, it's starting to piss you off. You start, Jimmy, stop it now. And he's like, he won't stop. No it's funny. It has to not be funny f- to him anymore for him to let you go. So yeah. you have to just stop reacting. Yeah, it's like like bored. A, like play dead. Yeah, like the best thing to do is play dead. He's like, oh, toys, toys dead. Next one. That's yeah. it, that's <laughs> like
0: your mum used to say. Ignore the bullies. <laughs> Ignore the bullies. They'll get bored. It's yeah. like mum.
1: Yeah, they're not getting bored. <laughs> yeah, they, my nose is still bleeding. You,
0: no, just keep ignoring
1: them. <laughs> it's the long game. <laughs> so what do you, what do you reckon's going on with this card then? Why are all these? Why are all these? I don't veterans know. fighting it's spinning me out a little bit because I I- benavidez ortiz is a great fight that is a great fight and, and i'm wondering whether that's i even think i might have seen it mentioned somewhere that benavidez is like the like the reserve in case someone doesn't make weight
0: i do like yeah I, I, i'm big i mean a I, would see, I, I,
1: it, I, I would i don't want to curse it but i would i'd i always like watching benavidez fight he's just got he's got a high risk style yeah, I mean, it, it tripped him up against uh, DJ. Second time the second around, time, But the did. first time, you could have yeah. called it for either side. But then, like, DJ's one of those kind of fighters that he... he especially if he fought, fights you the first time and he wins by decision. The next time around, he's, he's got number, yeah, he's got a problem yeah. with that. He knows you. He's, he's got 25 minutes to figure you out. And yeah. unless you evolve a lot... Yeah. And, and Benavidez has got a little bit of a wild style. He's a bit... I, I mean, I love watching him, him, him fight... But, it, like, a lot of the time he's stepping into throwing big punches with hands down, you know. Yeah. It's,
0: well, he's so small. He's,
1: yeah. He is, he is, like, a round five figure. Yeah. He's built. He's <laughs> he just is. that absolute,
0: like, yeah. the fucking, the, the model for round five. But Dustin Ortiz is a pretty similar fighter mm. to him. He's a pretty similar...
1: Yeah. Pretty, pretty, maybe pretty, if we keep going down the weight classes, maybe if, like, if we go... So what have we got in the men's at the moment? The lowest is what, 125? Yeah. So we go 125. So we, if we do a 115, a 105, if we do a 95 pound weight class, we can call that the round five weight. Imagine. It'd be a good one. Benavidez just has to chop his legs. Off. <laughs> um, that's, that's I'm a, looking a good forward fight. to that fight. I'm, I'm just split down the middle on that. I just kind of don't know. I mean, I, 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 I honestly don't know where to pick it. I'm leaning towards Benavidez. I feel like he's slightly more dynamic. I but am, but I think justin
0: has got something to prove.
1: Yeah. It's a big name. that yeah. You know, if you can... The thing
0: is... Benavidez has had his t- he's had his chin yeah. tested yeah. and he's almost done that thing where, you know, like Jose did, Faber did. And they went from winning, winning, winning convincingly to doing a lot of decisions. And I'm and I know that's a lot of the time because the caliber is going up. But sometimes you see these younger guys taking a risk. Mm-hmm. Like Till took a risk against Cowboy and it paid off massively and it shot him into the stratosphere. Yeah. Sometimes like GSP always said it like he he went from finishing people and begging for a title shot to then taking a lot of people to decision. And I know, I know they were good fighters, but it's like, look, he took John Fitch to a decision, yeah, and then John Hendricks came in and fucking knocked his head off, yeah. So it's he, doable. Uh-huh. I'm not saying it's not doable, but Benavidez is almost uh-huh. in that groove now of yeah. like quite comfortably in the UFC as recognized uh-huh. fighter as a gatekeeper. He opens a card, so he's sort of ticking a lot of boxes. Yeah. Whereas Ortiz is, I don't know if he's, he's not as recognized. So he's he's got a lot to prove and he's got a lot
1: to to gain because, well, he's still on the rise. Isn't he? I mean, Benavidez is kind of in a bit of a holding pattern because of because he's had a couple of shots already. I mean, the, the, the good thing is that now there's been a change at the top. Yeah, it, there's an interesting fight for him at the top that you know that that a lot of people would be interested in. Well, watching. Benavidez beat Cejudo. Exactly, they did it, the Ultimate fight and he beat him. See, there's there's your rematch right there. I mean, it 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 makes sense. It makes sense to have him right on the card and keep him relevant on this card, but it's. There's, there are a lot of people. I mean, I, I wouldn't say that's as big of a door that Benavides is open f- opening for Ortiz because Ortiz is already he's already a top flight fighter. He's already well respected in the division. But then going back like going back to what we were saying, you've got um, Glover Teixeira opening the door for Carl Robertson. You've got Cowboy opening the door for uh, Alexander Hernandez. And what, what was the other one? I mean, like Dennis oh ben- yeah, and and ben- Te- Exactly. That's that's a big opportunity for Tay Te- Edwards. And the thing is, people are, are going to be underestimating him. Because not everybody watched his contenders series no. fight, but a lot of people will have watched the UFC Moncton card where he lost to Don Madge. Yeah, but if you look at, now, w- I spoke to both of those fighters that week, like they were both on point, they were both super confident, and it really could have gone either way because they were both in the right place to compete and win. But on the, I mean, Don Madge on the night, he just he had a mean streak that T Edwards wasn't prepared for. Yeah. He looked like looked like like he was a member of the Assassin's Creed. It was a beautiful performance. But I think T. Edwards. I mean, he's still only what eight fights into his career. He's he's going to be a superstar. He is. Not only is he is he a great fighter. He's very powerful and quick. But he's he's a good talker as well. He's got a good backstory. I think, I'm pretty sure he's part of the military. Yeah, yeah. But
0: if you look at if you look at uh, Dennis Bermudez, he's lost his last four.
1: Has he really? Yeah, oh, That's a rough place, man. I've been there. He's, he lost
0: Chan Sung Jung, Darren Elkins, Andre Freely, and Rick Glenn. None of them are. They're surprising. They're no. all good, but the thing is, when you go back to Bermudez, I can remember him being just seen as a savage. Fuck me, how many fights has he had? Loads. Loads. Sixteen nine and oh, okay. Yeah. So he went one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, ten un- unbeaten, and then fought Drew Fickett, which is mm. he had fucking heavy hands. Well, got subbed by him.
1: Yeah,
0: I lost another one. Then Jimmy Rivera, uh, Jimmy Rivera, sorry, which is that's an impressive fucking fight. It is. Uh, bassing Akira Kurasani your boy
1: lost to Diego Brando, who's your also boy. a savage
0: and then mate he's just putting in like, he beat Max Holloway
1: yeah there, there are two fights that we've not spoken about on the card that I'm excited about one. On. one is Joe Calderwood against Ariane Lipsky so Colderwood, Joe Calderwood's moved to Vegas. She's training with John Wood at Syndicate now. Oh wow, um, I'm interested which, to see how that
0: works out. Yeah, I'm
1: always interested. What, what I see, what I seem to see with with fighters that move over there, because because he's he's very attentive to his fighters, you know, and particularly in, in in the first few months when they arrive, and there seems to be a lot of time where they kind of they kind of work together to kind of sync up, so they know they're both yeah. on the same page. So I think that she's, I mean. Her, stri- her striking's always been good. She's always had great elbows and knees and good good Muay Thai teeps. Was Remember it the Valentin- Valerie the Val- Yeah, Valerie Letourneau. Yeah.
0: And she ran away. Yeah. And yeah. that was... Va- didn't she take Rondo or someone five rounds? Valerie, she looked... Was it Valerie Letourneau that took... I don't remember. Now. I can't remember. Who it was, it might have been Misha or whoever it was. But she went five rounds with someone and looked fucking good doing it.
1: Oh, no, it was Joanna at Strawweight. She went down that's it and fought Joanna at Strow- Yeah, yeah. Um, but Ariane Lipsky, it's her USC debut, isn't it? She like I did a bit of research on, on this girl coming in because she's coming through KSW, and it's sometimes difficult to get a hold of KSW footage. But yeah, I, I managed to find a few online, and she's she's good. She's good. She's a she's a vicious fighter that will attack you to the point where you wanted to, to get a submission. That's that's what's exciting about her. And Joe Joe Calderwood struggled a little bit with fighters that have got a good subs game. Like if you, that's think when she's still to, living in Scotland. Yeah, I'm super
0: excited to see how that changes things exactly. because you know when you see people get a, a proper fight camp, that stability under their feet, that they're already acclimatized, they're right. in the right place, and especially it's, it's almost like a school teacher. Yeah, if you gel with someone you've had it with coaches I know you've got a lot of coaches that you consider family but you've had coaches that are bags. Con- shitbags yeah. as well <laughs> I almost called him a thunder cunt that would not be appropriate but you've had you've had coaches that you don't agree with and it's yes. not that they're a bad person but you just don't gel so if if Jojo's got someone and she's yeah. come up and she's gone to Vegas and she's found a a little safe haven yeah she was a savage when she was fighting. She was on point. I mean,
1: she was well. She she trained. She's trained in Scotland. Then she went over to, um, TriStar for a while, and I think she enjoyed the dorms and you know living with all the fighters and stuff. But the thing with TriStar is obviously you have got to think with the amount of stars that have come out of there. Like you just add GSP's name to a gym, like it's rammed. There are yeah. so many people there. Fit fifty p- people on the mats for sparring on a Saturday. And then there are loads of coaches there. And I just, I think someone like Jojo, who she's got a big personality when she's fighting, but outside of the octagon, quiet. she's very quiet. Yeah. She's very quiet. I just, I feel like she may have got lost in that gym a bit. And then you go into Syndicate, which given it's it's a big space, it's a big gym, but it's got much more of a family feel because there are kids classes going on. That's, we, that's, that's what like, I think some yeah. people, yeah. some people, It's need a lively that. environment. And, and, you know, and John Wood seems to, have cultivated a good group of female fighters that are there as well. Like, you've got to think Roxanne Modaferi is there as well. Yeah, yeah. So if JoJo's working a ground game with Roxanne, who's an excellent grappler.
0: And, but also quiet and super chill and a bit of a geek. There we go. Which... Perfect. Oh, you, you just need that one bro. You uh-huh. just need someone that you can link up with and be like... That's it. Oh, it's that when you're at school and you've got a couple of friends that you know, you just, you just you're solid bros. Yeah. And I think something like that, when, when uh, Joanne, JoJo seems... Uh, like when she fought, when she's at peace with it, yeah. yeah with her, when she's, her just her her, she's just completely fucking woocher, she's just completely chill. You just see this different beast because it's almost like the combos are coming effortless, effortlessly. Uh-huh. She's she's uh, avoiding shots by millimeters. Like she's just absolutely on yeah. point. Whereas I don't know, I've not fought, I've not trained. In the uk to have to fly and then see how all that feels because i've seen it happen a lot with stefan mm. where it's like he's always been a, a good draw so it's like they'll chuck him to uk chuck him to germany chuck him yeah. to fucking japan and i'll never forget when he was in japan and he was against mark hunt and i love both those guys but i knew Stefan. I, I, i'd done stefan's banner japan. <laughs> so basically i was thinking stefan's got this and he looked dynamite mm. but then i spoke to them and they were just like he's fucked Really. He was just exu-. that's when he yeah. did his jaw when when hunt was just Throwing snook balls in socks, yeah. And it's Mark Hunt for you, though. Isn't this it? I is mean, it. He's just
1: rocks for fists. But you know, you know more about how that affects you. You know yeah. more about how how that treats it your is body. Rough. It is rough. It is rough. But then, I mean, the good thing is that she's in Vegas. She's not traveling too far. It's in. It's in Brooklyn, isn't it? So she's not traveling too far. The challenge here is that Lipsky's on a roll. She's very, Coming very hot. violent. Yeah, exactly. And JoJo needs to be at her best to take Lipsky on because she. Lipski's the kind of person that could be, well, I mean, top five within two, three fights. Is she going to come out and at her like a bullet out of a gun? Absolutely, she is. Absolutely, she is. She's going to be able to... The other thing as well, like Kit, I was surprised. When we went over to do stories from Poland, I loved that that, that trip. That was really good. It's still on YouTube. It's worth a watch. Um, when when I went over to do that and I was kind of touring around, we went to some, some smaller shows, some like grassroots shows. We went to a lot of gyms spoke to a lot of fighters a lot of coaches like the, the MMA scene in Poland is strong it's it's really strong and that's mainly down to KSW like they they've like they've got the whole place locked down they've got good fights they put on massive events huge events and Lipski's growing isn't it yeah Lipski's number 1 so like you got to think that she's she's built herself up to be a star to the point where very much like she's outgrown it, a bit like Chris Lieben fighting off. Anderson. You remember when Anderson came in and mm.
0: you sort of knew him. Lee Murray had fought him in Cage Warriors. Yeah, he was a bit of extrovert doing not his Michael quite Jackson. Found his groove on the main scene, though. Yeah, then but then when when he came in and fought Chris Lieben, you were like, "What? The oh, fuck! Shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just but, beat him up like yeah. her. Yeah, maybe that's maybe that's what's coming in.
1: It could be. I, I'm always excited when when a fighter comes over from from Poland from KSW because they. <laughs> KSW is a really nice kind of um, what's the right word to use it's a good place to incubate a fighter and give them the experience yes. of being a superstar without bringing them kind of yeah but even on a bigger scale than that like like the, the likes of the other fighters that have fought on KSW I'm, I can't I'm, I'm off the top of my head I might be getting you some you gonna wrong you're going to butcher some names I'm not going to butcher names <laughs> but I might get some people wrong I, I would say that I'm not sure whether Joanna came through KSW or had okay. fights on KSW. I think Karolina Kowalkowicz did for sure. Yeah. um uh, Jan Bojovic was was f- f- popular on KSW. Like they're, they're big stars. Like, yeah, they could, they, you could you can stay on KSW and be a massive star in Poland and just just be a big star and never have to leave Poland. Be sponsored by Pitbull. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. But then. Um, but then sometimes I think fighters look at the situation that they're in when they're in a show like KSW, and they go, "You know what? I might be taking a cut in pay. I might be fighting more difficult fighters for less money. I might have to be traveling to the other side of the world to fight. But ultimately, if I want to be that yeah, evolution, if I want to be recognized as the best, I, I, I have to be in the UFC. And and I think that that's where that's where you get a lot of these fighters like Lipsky. They kind of they, they simmer in a nice place yeah, yeah. for the right period of time until they just step out. Like, you remember Jan's first fight in the UFC? Who's Jan Bojavich. He yeah, fought to yeah. uh, Aliyah Latifi yeah. and nearly kicked his spleen into the first row. Yeah, I fourth. mean, I, ju- I feel like they're kind of supercharged in that first fight. Yeah, well, it's they've almost, they've almost sharpened dangerous. it. That, yeah, yeah.
0: like her coming out like the bullet out of a gun because it's almost like playing a game. You keep playing a game on easy. And you can smash it, yeah. But then all of a sudden, you've got to put it on expert to go up that next level, yeah. And I think some people have come up and they've UFC did their the Ultimate Fighter series with all champions, yes. And then they fought each other, and it's like I am the champion of Eggshell Warriors, and I'm the champion <laughs> of like, Monkey Fingers, and it was it was cool to see. But at the same time, I've never heard of those two events. If they're oh a they're good, fan, man. They're, yeah. Eggshell
1: Warriors and Monkey, monkey Fingers. Monkey Fingers, yeah, Monkey Fingers especially. Gonna, I'll email the UFC and see we get more. Let's fight get players. them on. Let's get yeah. them on. <laughs> but the thing
0: is, is, someone's always got to go. And Absolutely. you've got all these, not only have you got the egos, but they've all got their belts. They've mm. all taken their belts in. And it's just impressive. I've, I've always loved to see a champion get beat. They should have put
1: all their belts in a big pot as they walk in the door. Yeah. See how much. This you know is I mean? 90% zinc. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It's like fighting for pink slips, isn't it? Yeah, it's like, like you know you know what I mean? Like like racing for pink slips. You fight for your belt. All the belts. So you're yeah. walking out with like fifteen That would have been a great feature as well. You walk into the Ultimate Fighter house and there's like a big bowl with just all of these championships. Everyone your belts belts in. on it. Yeah. yeah. definitely. And then look- the winner just takes all of them. Yeah, man. And takes them up to Dana's office and trades them in for a UFC belt. Can I Boom. trade all of these if <laughs> No you can't. <laughs>
0: yeah. It's like when you go to the arcade. Like fairground tokens. Yeah. I knew you were gonna you, say you, that. you yeah. get the tickets and like Can I have I, a pencil sharpener at six thousand. Six thousand. Yeah, I've just got it's cost me Fifteen quid to get hundred. What can I have? It's like you can have that Mawam, you can have them Haribo, or you can have a pencil—a pencil with a rubber. Did I say pencil with a rubber?
2: No. And it's a hard pencil. You can have a pencil. pencil it's club. an IKEA yeah. pencil. Yeah,
0: it's a golf club pencil. So, yeah, it's I, the thing is, I, I always like to see champs get beat to see how they come back. And mm. uh, normally that's when they're established, like UFC. When you see GSP get gets stopped when you see Anderson get stopped. I I like just to see what's going to happen next. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So what about DJ DJ then? Losing his belt and then going over to 1FC? It gutted me. Really?
0: Yeah, because... I'm excited. I'm looking forward to watching him on 1. I'm looking forward to seeing him wipe that division out. But he's always been very vanilla. Mm. There's not been a lot of... I'm not chasing his Instagram. I'm not chasing to see what he's up to. As much as I think he's a great guy, fucking wicked family man, awesome dad, and all the rest of it there's not that much that's drawing me to it. Yeah. But I didn't, it's like when Jim Miller fought Oliveira the other day. There was nothing in it for Jim. Same as when Cejudo came up and it was like, all right, I'm fighting again. DJ didn't beat him before. He destroyed him. Mm-hmm. Like the the soundbite of him landing that knee in his stomach, and just crumpling him in half. Yeah, I thought, well, there's no, you don't yeah. need that. I want to see TJ against DJ. That's mm-hmm. what I want to see. And it sort of disappointed me when D, uh DJ was like, no, I'm, I'm good. Yeah. I was like, no, that, that, that justifies you. That, that sends you on a fucking another journey. Mm-hmm. But it, it was hard because I know DJ lost to um, Brad as a right? good wrestler. Absolutely. Like, Brad Pickett has got a, a WC win
1: over him. And it, I'm bringing Brad Pickett up to Hardy Wallet MMA to do a wrestling seminar when we open so he can teach me how man. to do it. <laughs> but you imagine
0: Cejudo's wrestling credentials. Right. So the whole time I've been thinking... TJ's going to do this. TJ's going to smash this. Because, I, the, the, unfortunately, I can't give Cejudo the props he deserves for beating uh, TJ, uh, DJ. Because DJ destroyed him the first time. And if the, res, if the decision when he fought DJ was to DJ, it was so close that I could have given it either way. I wasn't mad that it was Cejudo. And I wasn't... I, I, I could have shouted it for being... Uh, DJ it was pretty close in yeah. my eyes I know we've said before the way I score a fight is at the end <laughs> I make a decision on what I've watched yeah.
1: but I just I don't know I, the, so here's a question for you then does it change does it change your opinion on who wins the fight based on the weight category like if Cejudo was going up to Dillashaw's what, to bantamweight do you think does it change your opinion because <clears throat> I, I, my concern is that Dillashaw just it looks like there's hardly anything left of him
0: yeah, I mean, I think I get excited. I like watching Dillashaw, but that's because the last two times he's fought Cody mm. and they've been super exciting because there's been a lot of history to that. There's a lot of background to that. There was a lot of dirt that I just wanted to see. Yeah. I like watching Cody because he's he's just turning people off. Yeah. But the problem is he seems to go in with a lot of um, emotion. Mm-hmm. Whereas TJ, when he's not fighting like that, it's almost like watching Dominic Cruz, yeah. which is a bit like a, a, a very good dance. Yes, but it was almost like he's practised too much. It's mm-hmm. like when you see people playing Dance, like dance Revolution and you're like, <laughs> why are you winning? Why are you playing that? You're like, you've like you got all the top scores. You don't even have to try anymore. It's boring. Yeah. So I like Dominic Cruz, but he just seemed to make it just so much that he was just doing enough uh-huh. to, to win. Whereas Cejudo... It, to, to be fair, he's come back on a st- on a tear mm. and looked outstanding.
1: It looks he looks like a monster well, who was it that put a photo in in the group conversation the other day? He Fuck looks it. like Frank Shamrock. Me, that was me. Does look I, like Frank I don't Shamrock. Know, yeah,
0: I think I was puckered. It was Sunday morning. <laughs> I woke up and I was <won't> <laughs> like, "The fuck's Frank Shamrock, doing with the belt?" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, yo, two dead the sure." Yeah, What's this? I'm still cooked.
1: I tell you, there, there is one thing that uh, that reminds me of of uh, Frank Shamrock about him, and I think I made a comment on one of the uh, inside the Opticans that we were recording a while back. And I'm pretty sure they edited it out. Of course they it would. It's Frank Shamrock. Can't no, give no, him many props. No, pull-ups. no, that. No, it was, I was talking about uh, Henry Cejudo's hair. Mm. Like a, like a field of corn in a summer breeze. <laughs> like it seems to stand on end no matter what. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, it is. Like, uh, no matter how, it goes up. no matter how much he, how much he sweats, his hair is strong enough. Just that. Just I wonder if that gives him any kind of cushioning like 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 helmet-like cushioning. I
0: don't know because it looks like a Lego man. You remember exactly. the first Lego hair you got? I know there's a lot of different
1: Lego <laughs> hairs proper, now but the, the original yeah. side parting. OG side yeah. parting. Yeah. The, the waiter haircut.
0: The thing is I can never get past the fact that DJ just fucking smashed him. Mm. I, like I look at it now and I mean the thing is it was a long time ago as well. Yeah. So it was when was it? 2016. Knees and punches, two minutes, 49, round one. Yeah. DJ hoofed him. Just quite cold. And then I Benavidez that, beat him.
1: Yeah. But, yeah. But then, you know, then again, I, you know, I think fighters sometimes need those kind of experiences on the exactly. way up to get so to I where I feel bad. At. I feel bad for not having the excitement or the energy about but, it. But that make, it makes sense. I mean, he's only just become a champion, you know. I mean, it may, maybe he needs to validate himself with another win. Like, the thing is, if he beats TJ Dillashaw, if Dillashaw looks good on the scales... And and the other thing you gotta consider, he's gotta be at championship because it's for the belt. Yeah. So he's no pound allowance either. I don't like think that's I like think he might have to cut a finger off or something.
0: TJ's very, 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 very fucking
1: um dedicated. He is, but he was shredded at Bantam weight, that's my concern. Yeah, but like he's st- he now, in like early. Those- you?
0: you can weigh in early now and he can rehydrate.
1: <clears throat> you look at if you watch It's not it's not even that. It's it's I don't know where he takes ten pounds off. Like okay. if you if you stand DJ, TJ Dillashaw on the scales at 135 like he looks like Michael Jackson out of Thriller yeah so then you go to yourself well, where do you take another 10 pounds off, off? Yeah. Like, like which limb are you going to start chopping away at like what fingers are you cutting off like there's no way he start, I, I don't see where he loses that weight from I mean it sounds like he's done it smart and he it, it looks in great shape but he's starting to look like one of those, like you know, like those those vacuum bags, those space saver vacuum <laughs> yeah, bags. Yeah, yeah. He's starting to look like halfway yeah, deflated, and then like, like a load of meat. In a bit like when those.
0: when Conor went down. Can you remember when Connor went down, and there was the backstage footage of him with Faber. Yeah. And he he touched Faber's hips, and and Uriah Faber spun him round, yeah. and he he looked so. It's on the notorious documentary, I think. Mm. When you're watching, you're like, "Yo, no one tucks jumpers into joggers. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck are you doing, man? It
1: just looked absolutely. Yeah. It's I think it's all about the scales. It's scary. I mean what so this is going out Thursday, isn't it? So we'll see him on the scales within tomorrow. Yeah, within sort of 24 hours. I, I hope nothing's changed between now and then. Well, what the f- when are we recording this? What day is it? Tuesday. Tuesday oh, it's Tuesday at 6 p.m. UK time. So that's not too bad. See, we're if, fairly close. If
0: if Serhudo is going to look as he was looking in that picture, mm. shredded and stocky and a bit of a yeah. fucking animal. I mean TJ's been stopped He's absolutely been, yeah, yeah he's been
1: absolutely stopped he's yeah. been
0: smashed by um magic man
1: magic man yeah uh, um dodson yeah yeah john dodson i can't be doing with that grinning that he does no i, can't, I just can't take it. or serious,
0: even though. it's like a character it's like he's trying to be the end of boss in mortal Kombat, where he does that <laughs> you know <like laughs> he just laughs a bit <laughs> yeah. maniacally and like so it's like when d uh, when dj used to do it you know when he won he'd do like this dragon ball
1: z yeah thing, but there
0: was no special effects and, uh-huh there was not enough of him to be like. Have you,
1: have you seen the ones of Adesanya though? He posted, uh, he posted something on his Instagram the other day where people had done, people had animated They'd clips of all. him. Yeah, man. Because I don't watch any of that. I don't. I don't watch. Not cartoons. I watch cartoons and as long as there's bad language. So I'm watching, I'm watching Family Guy. I'm watching American F is Dad. For family. I'm watching F is for Family. I Love F is for Family. Big big fan of Big Bill Burr, and um, Big Mouth. Oh, dude! I don't, I, honestly, at the moment, I've got so many other cartoons. You need, yeah. Honestly, the thing is, when I you have the ki- time, I tell you, I've been watching this week is Red Dwarf. Oh, really? Red Dwarf. So anybody list outside of the UK will not have a clue what we're talking about, but in, in the UK we have really odd comedy shows, and that is one of them. It's a super low budget show. Yeah, about and you can tell now. Yeah, That's the problem. oh yeah, absolutely. I don't think you could when you are a I kid. Did, I didn't mind though. Like I started Red Dwarf one the other day. I've, I'm in four seasons in. It's I'm just so easy get to watch. I'm going to get a
0: little fishy. <laughs> I always liked him in Lockstock. You know, Cat, when the cat was in yes. Lockstock doing the. And he was. What's his name? Danny John James. Danny John is it, James. Is it Danny is John right? James? Danny John Jules.
1: That's it. Danny John Jules. I
0: think something that Stacey told me the other day, because she was saying we were watching a trailer for something, she went, Danny John Jules is in that. And I looked at yeah. her and was
1: like, who the fucking hell Danny John
0: fucking Jules? <laughs> As it goes. And she went, are you serious? <laughs> it like, looked to me as if say this is grounds of a divorce dickhead and she just <laughs> let rip and i was like oh i yeah. felt felt like i'd betrayed someone
1: so so just to fit everybody in that doesn't know what red dwarf is it's a it's a oh it was a weekly tv sci-fi. show really low budget sci-fi show and it was about a mining ship called red dwarf and it was the last human being who had been put into cryostasis for punishment yeah and had survived three million years because there was a stasis leak. And when he came out, everybody on board was dead. Yeah, it was just him. It was it was a hologram of of his like of the guy that he hated most on the ship, Arnold Rimmer. He was yeah. a proper dickhead with an H on his forehead. Oh, dickhead! Cardboard goalpost heads. Awesome. What a smeghead! And then Crichton um, was a. And then oh a, no no, but Crichton didn't come in until the end of the end of the first season. There were right. only three of them to start, and, and then the other one was cat. cat. And the who cat was a cat. Who was a cat, but he was a humanoid that had evolved from the ship's cat. And the and the cat was the reason that Lister was put into st- Stacey yes. in the first place. But he was
0: like a fully pimped out. He looked a bit like Chris Tucker in Fifth Element. Yeah, with the full leopard. He was the that's most a great yes yes yes
1: big bouffant here, like yeah, yeah. Uh, fucking Amy Winehouse fangs. Yeah, and he was just. The most narcissistic. Dwayne Dibley. Dwayne Dibley. <laughs> it's fucking oh, brilliant. Oh, brilliant! Check Red Dwarf if you've never heard of it. Just find it on YouTube and watch a bit, just so you know what we're talking about. Watch
0: a clip, and then you watch the first the the intro song. Dun, 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 it's dun, cold outside. Dun, dun, Fuck dun, man. Dun, 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 dun. That's probably the best bit.
1: You know what's funny though is is I have a weird association with the with that. That sound it used to be EastEnders. it used to be yeah. the dun 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 yeah, yeah, the drums at the end of EastEnders. Okay. That used to signify bedtime when I was a kid. Oh, As was the bill. So oh, basically is that right? it was like the, dum,
0: just, dum, the walking. Because <laughs> my like, the girls I went bedtime. to school with, her dad was in the bill. Oh shit. So it was cool. So they used to be in it. So I was like, can we watch the bill? Like, you can wait until the walk away. Like, and we'd literally watch, and it was the feet going up the cobble cobble pavement. Yep. And when the feet get to the top of the telly, which at the time would have been like a 21-inch fucking shitbox Toshiba, <laughs> by the time they got there, it was like, right, bedtime. You best be in bed. And yeah, so as was, yeah. when that went up. It's weird,
1: was, isn't it? So My initial association for bedtime when I was a kid was the end of EastEnders, but then it changed to Red Dwarf when I got a bit older. How proud are you? So, so, dun, you dun, 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 dun. Dun, dun, dun. Bedtime! It's, it's cold outside. outside. There's no, no kind of a atmosphere. Great show. Fucking break. But the great theme shoes back in the day were awesome. Yeah, they were. But you
0: surprised me. Like the other day, Moo's going to bed now half nine and she's 10.
1: Right. That's fucking late. That is late. Isn't it? I, yeah. I, I never a school got night. that. And the
0: problem is, I want to be cool, Dad. But at the same time, I want to have some chill time. So exactly. like, it's like I say to stay. stacy will go, yeah, she's going to bed off now. I'm
1: like, fucking hell, that's late. Yeah.
0: But then is that me being a scroogey wanker? Yeah,
1: well, you're to start working late,
0: aren't you? It so is you a can... bit, well, mate, I work, I'm just non start <laughs> because then I go up to bed. And like, she'll get up in the morning, and she's full ragged. She's like, so pissed off with me. I'm like, yo, what's up? And she's like, I'm just tired. And I'm like, all right, well, maybe go to bed earlier. And she's yeah. like, what? And just literally, oh. if she could say, fuck you dad. She'd say "fuck you, dad," but she just looks but at me. You don't
1: need to because you know what she's oh, saying. Oh man, yeah, fully know There's
0: that. three women in my house, and they all fucking hate me. But <laughs> at I, least just, you got Ben. I've got Ben, but he just looks. At, he's, you're on your own, bro. I'm going back to bed. He's good at scratching
1: the cupboard door for a cookie, though. He did, yeah. He's yeah. a clever little bastard. Yeah, clever little. Yeah,
0: clever little guy. Yeah. But there's, I was watching. Just going off you watching Red Dwarf at the weekend. We watched Greg Davies, You Magnificent Beast. Oh, he's, he's brilliant. He's the headmaster off of. Uh, the Inbetweeners. Yes. He's also in a show called Cuckoo
1: and Taskmaster. Yeah. And he was a school teacher. Have you, see, have you seen him on 8 Out of 10 Cats where he yes. does his Chris Eubank impression? Yes. He, he does it on the and thing. They, and they, they fucking, they bring Chris Eubank out. Yeah. Oh, it breaks him. It's Mate, hilarious.
0: It, well, the thing is, it's he does it on, <laughs> the, the whole stand-up on Netflix is so worth a watch. Me and Stace watched it on Saturday. And I'd seen it before. And I was trying to sell it to stage. Should which one? Like, which one is it? It's called you. You magnificent. Oh no, no, beast. no I've
1: seen that. Yeah, yeah. No, th- th- I thought you were talking about a stand-up, another stand-up show.
0: No, that's the f- that's the second one. I think the first one was the back of my mom's head. Tour. Oh, I haven't. No, I, I haven't, haven't seen that one. Okay. But we watched it, and honestly, he just seemed so happy to be there. Right. That the whole time he's giggling to himself, going, "I yeah. oh, will cut that out. That'll be <laughs> all right. Fuck it." And it was. It's so good. <laughs> yeah. So we watched that. What else did? Have we you watch? watched James Acaster? I've watched most of it. When he's talking oh, about tangerines man. and Repertoire. was it was it tuna, when it, or honey? When, he, when honey. he's starting a honey racket,
1: oh, it's, <laughs> it's yeah. fucking genius. I, I like I like comedians that brain that brains work in awkward ways, like Dylan Morin Remember Dylan yes, Morin Yes, yeah. Like because he, he he always came out like he was drunk on wine, and he, yeah. and he was he had like his comedy was really random, and he'd get very descriptive, and he was. He was hilarious. And Black Books. Do you remember Black Books? Yes. Yeah. yeah was well, TV he, yeah, he show. It, he? show. Yeah, he well, wrote it, Great show.
0: I started out with like Lee Evans and Peter Kay. Uh-huh. I don't think you can beat Lee Evans at Wembley. Oh, Lee Evans no. live at Wembley is one of the greatest stand-ups. I've
1: never seen a man sweat through a suit like that. Fucking spiders. He used spiders. to be a boxer, though, didn't he? Yeah, for real. Yeah, he yeah. used to be a boxer.
0: Well, he's good. But, I, I mean, I, I almost caused a divorce when I got my friend into Peter Kay. Because I used to watch it when I was at Thornton's. I can't remember I said this before, but... All his stuff was on Channel 4. So he did services. He did the Diary of an Ice Cream Man and all that sort of stuff. You yeah. know that PTK thing? It was mm-hmm. broken up. And when I'd finished Thornton's, it would say, 11 o'clock. I'd have to ride home on my moped. Whee- Super cool as fuck. Whee- yeah, nee- 45 minutes. So there I am on my fucking moped. is <laughs> <Three> it. <miles. laughs> yeah, this, is, yeah, this quick, is it. Quick to walk. A mile home. <laughs> so there I am, flying home on my moped... And you'd get in, and I, I just couldn't sleep because I've been fucking packing chocolates or like inhaling sugar <laughs> for the past fucking six hours. So I'd be sat up watching telly, and it was always shit because we only had five channels. We didn't have anything else. So oh, like, no. you'd have Reno Reigns in Renegade. Yeah. You'd have Ice Cube in the, that fucking cop show where they were they were put in prison for being fraudsters. But then they then the FBI went up to him and went, "You're good fraudsters. Work for us. You yeah. can go out of prison." And he's like, <laughs> "All right." So there was shit like that, but. All the PTK stuff was on there. So basically, I'd seen Phoenix Knights the first time round. And my granddad was the doorman at Holbrook Miners Welfare, which is the same as the captain in Phoenix Knights. Yeah. So I could relate to fucking this whole thing with Bingo and all the shit and the gold shiny tinsel. Yeah.
1: That's, the, that's the the problem with those shows. As brilliant as they are, like there are a lot of people in the US that, that they can't relate to I that. haven't been. It's like no, taking kind of the live pantomime that.
0: the other day. It was just like... Why the fuck would you do this more than once? Yeah. Why the fuck is anyone watching this? Yeah. And she just... As much as she appreciated, Oh, that's, that's twee. It's weird. It's pretty cultural. fucking wank. Yeah. Don't ever take me there again. Yeah. So I'd got Sam. It was Sam who was there earlier. <laughs> I got Sam into P, uh, Peter K. He was upgrading my internet. So. He is hooking you up big time. I got all of his... All the, all the stand-up, all the stuff, and I gave it to him. And basically, his dad bought him tickets to go and see Peter K's second stand-up because the first one was at the top of the tower. Second one was the um, the mom yeah. a bungalow or bungalow, whatever it was. bungalow tour. And literally <laughs> he got opened the envelope, turned it over and it was two tickets. Got his phone off his missus at the time, rang me and said, "Do you want to come and see Peter K?" Wicked. Didn't even acknowledge her. <laughs> and so when I got there, I was like, "Oh yeah, let's go." And she was like, "Where are you going?" And honestly thought the tickets were for her.
1: Oh, fucking
0: heartbreak. And I was gutted. like, "I'll buy you a I'll buy you a DVD." She's like, I "Don't want a DVD." Yeah. want to go and watch this, watch the show and I was like
1: <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen I've never seen Peter K live I've seen Lee Evans live a couple of times yeah
0: Lee Evans yeah. at the end started getting he's very similar he's, yeah. he's just well yeah. we only have so many experiences we can go know, over, right aren't we? so yeah. similar thing
1: Rogan live's good I've seen Rogan live a bunch of times oh wow I a comedy store in, uh, in LA when I was training at 10th Planet um, Adam Hunter live is hilarious okay he's really good
0: is Adam um, Hunter the one who does the podcast
1: uh, MMA Roasted yeah Adam Hunter yeah yeah you know what was funny about Adam I'm, I'm sure a lot of people that are listening to this know Adam Hunter from Instagram and stuff I'm sure you follow him Adam Comedian I think he is on Instagram okay um so like he, he was my wrestling training partner on a Saturday afternoon like I would go to the wrestling class on a Saturday afternoon at Legends and he would be the guy I'd partner up with and we just we'd train every week just once a week on a Saturday and we'd know we were going to be there we work together and he was a good wrestler strong like skillful really talented um I think that's surprising
0: sometimes, especially with stuff like wrestling and stuff. I'll never forget when I did a, the the Victor Steamer seminar at Wayne's, and obviously I'm a white as you can belt. I've got a lot of I've got a lot of willpower and a bit of grip. Transparent belt. Yeah, <laughs> fucking transparent as shit. But I enjoy it. I'm, I'm, I'm into it. So when we got there, there was me and China, and we were looking down the line, and I was like, oh, I reckon I can take him. And I'm sure he worked at the little test court row from me, and he beat the shit out. Of me. Yeah. And it's one of them where. Your opinion of someone instantly changed. Like you know, the day before when I was buying my fucking Kit Kat or whatever, and I was like, "What I mean?"
1: Mm-hmm. Now I'm like,
0: "Oh fuck, I hope he doesn't take yeah. my wallet." Yeah, do you know what I mean,
1: yeah, I, I need to I need to speak to Ricky Lundell about this last time. I, I, I've actually just ordered his new book. Oh really? One um, yeah. percent better. Yes, I've just ordered it. I'm looking forward to going on a squat holiday and get my get my legs swole. Get my, get my Ricky Lundell legs on. Yeah, he looks he's like doing it on jump, a balance board. Dude, it looks like he can jump over a fucking building. It's ridiculous. The thing with Ricky Lundell is he was so... I mean, he's in good shape, but he was so unassuming. Like, you would you would bump into him at a supermarket and he's, like, happy, he's smiling. Take you think, his shirt off. Yeah, you think he's, like, an accountant that keeps himself yeah. in real good nick. You wouldn't think he could twist three guys that are twice the size into a knot. You he's, wouldn't think it. He's but scary. now he started doing this squat thing and he's, he's walking around looking like a like a fucking what was he man figure, A senator. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? He looks like a senator. Chat from Russell's the front. body with him. The- it's ridiculous. <laughs> His legs are massive. Deep. Yeah, it, it, it literally it looks like he's riding a horse from the front. Like now, now you know, he, now you know he's not someone to mess with. He's lost that unassuming ear.
0: He did have that. I remember when he was in Knots when you were fighting Amir and we were sat downstairs in the hotel. And he, I can't remember why he took his shirt off. He might have just been flexing. Maybe. But we we sat there, and then next minute, and you sat all together. And me, me and you are similar size ish. Yep. You've obviously trained a lot more than me, but we're similar size ish. <laughs> yeah. Same as me and Ricky. And then before you know it, you feel like an absolute fucking nothing. Sat there. And you're like, <laughs> oh <my> god. <laughs> yeah. What do they make you yeah. out of? Yeah. Yeah. He looked like, look he like made out of yeah. fucking
1: granite. I looked like like dough, and you looked like yeah, exactly like granite. Yeah, he was like marble. Chisel. was very very white. Yes. With, with a bit of a blue streak as well. Like, uh, you know what I mean? Like he's a bit transparent. Like Paddy Houlihan. Yes. A little bit blue. Yeah. Like, a bit not, not, almost like not... he needs to get in the sun. <laughs> he
0: really yeah. needs to get this guy yeah. in the sun, right? Yeah.
1: Like, like those like those fish when you go down to a certain depth of the ocean you can start yeah, seeing. Why can I see through you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's cold, yeah. isn't it? That's it. That's it. There's Man. just a bit more meat to them, which is why they're not transparent. But so what's yeah. his book? So when's that? One uh, percent better. It, well, I'm I'm just I'm waiting on. Amazon. I was guessing it was one percent better. Cause no, that's all that I ever see called? on his thing. I think that's what it's called. Something like that. I suppose I better pull it up now and get the name correct. As, make sure um, you do. Yeah, make sure you do. I just this is the thing we don't plan these things, so it was just off the uh, off the cuff. Oh,
0: that's one thing I did remember on the on, on the podcast. Uh, Adam was uh, ripping Nick on the Fight Disciples podcast. They have meetings about podcast content.
1: Do they really? Imagine that. Well, uh, that's why that's why I was a random and there's a. <laughs> award-winning i'd struggle I, I'd i've got to be honest be like you
0: know if you said to me you've got to write down what you're going to say
1: <laughs> i'd struggle
0: because i'd be like this doesn't make sense
1: i was thinking actually the other day it's yeah one percent better, one percent better every day is what it's called one percent better every day ricky lundell's personal guide to back squats there you go nice P- ricky lundell's personal guide to turn yourself into a senator mate and it fucking <laughs> is it is. Um, what we're we talking about? Yeah, just, yeah. Just, we, no, yeah. No, so we don't plan anything. Oftentimes we're having a conversation, we'll go, oh, we should talk about shut it fuck the podcast. Up. Yeah, yeah. We'll, or we'll save this for the podcast, which we hardly ever that, do. I, yeah, because the thing is, I, we'll finish this and I'll put everything away. And be like, oh, I never said that. I, I did realise the other day, though, that... Like Nick and Adam have built an award-winning podcast. Are we ruining it? That's what I was. That's what I was concerned <laughs> with. I'm like, so now are we going to start to affect their iTunes rating? So I mean, if we are, it's gone to like, two and a half stars. If, from if any, five. yeah, v- vote, vote up for the Fight Disciples. Don't, 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 don't worry about lump ours. us. Into the equation, we're now. like hobos. Just pretend like we're not here. Yeah, we're h- hitching a ride. Yeah, we're the weirdos in the. We'll back be seat. at the
0: award ceremony. <laughs> Chatting mad shit about <laughs> yeah. fucking curly whirlies and dicks, but yeah we don't worry, don't worry about that. Yeah, just just give yeah, them yeah. good reviews.
1: Yeah. So yeah, give, give them a find on iTunes and give them a give them a, a nice five well, star rating. Here's
0: piece, so. my here's my notes that it's not necessarily notes, but this is this is my meeting with myself. Like sometimes I think I'll ask Dan about that. Oh, okay. It happens before, like when I'll say, Oh, you know when there's how many people can you have in the corner? And technical things, technical things that I think you'll know about and people will get a, a kick out of hearing. For this week, it's, have you ever been shit on by a child or an I've animal? Been- <laughs> <laughs> or have you worked in a factory? Because I feel that everyone, everyone in the world should work in a factory for at least six months. Mm. Just to get your wings. Just to be beaten up mentally and uh, probably physically by <laughs> middle-aged women that work in factories when they're like, you know, okay. when they get off the part-time job. So,
1: so well... The, That's first, all I got. the first <laughs> well the first well let me tackle the second. I've never worked in a factory. I've oh, okay. N- I've never worked in a factory. The the worst job I had I did for 2 days and that was bag at a supermarket and I didn't show up for the third day. Oh man. And then after that it was like I worked in a shop for a little while. I worked in this in a in a, a storeroom, I guess. I, I mean I worked in a storeroom, a shoe store room. Okay. Or picking. Yeah. Um and putting stock away organizing stock but no not not really i I, w- I mean i worked in the gym quite a lot of the time and then i made the jump over to full-time mma so i you know yes yeah, that's yeah, a natural transition a if you're things. there to want yeah. to wanna do it well that part of the reason why i got a job in a gym so i could train on the job and they were really cool i worked at portland leisure center in nottingham for years years and they used to let me put my cage warriors posters up which actually we were going through so, those yeah, posters today to that's why a lot of them have got the corners missing off because i've pinned them to a notice board and then just pulled them down yeah, without taking yeah, staples Don't on. take the pins out. That's, of course not. That, that, yeah. that requires an extra five seconds. If you seconds could go back in time, you would go would. back there to yell at yourself. I would. I would, and go, yeah. oi, dickhead. Yeah, there was some I didn't, even, I didn't even bring home with me. I just threw them, them away.
0: That broke me with Andre when I was at fourth and there was a pair of his fucking UFC gloves. Actual though, fight gloves
1: just in the kitchen. I'm like, yo, there your he gloves. He's like, yeah, i be right. That's Andre. I think he does a driving lesson a year. Yeah, you know what I mean? Just he, keep fresh. He's the same age as me. Yeah, no, no, he does driving lesson with the hopes of taking his test one day, oh, kills me. Know. It's yeah, no, I, but, I, I I do look back and think, yeah, I could. have. But to be fair, my mum was really good at saving stuff. Like she has a box of stuff. Yeah, they are the and best it's got, at that. Like magazines, ridiculous. Like if, if ever, if ever we have a really bad winter and we run out of firewood, we have got magazines for days.
0: To be fair, I do now. I'm a dad. I do find myself. i really struck like the amount of artwork I've got that both the kids have drawn. Mm. Which is dog shit. Yeah, I can't get rid of it.
1: Well, it was funny the other day I was clearing because I've I've had a mad clear out as I think yeah. I mentioned. It's it, still happening. It's not finished yet. We're sixty percent there. We're, yeah, yeah. That's 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 kind of you to say sixty percent. Um, so as I've been having a clear out, obviously one thing that has to go as soon as the holidays are over are all the old Christmas cards and stuff. So I had yeah. a big stack of cards, and as I'm going through, there was one that uh, that what your girls are drawn. Okay. It yeah, was probably. a full reptile logo. That yeah. yeah. Colored in. Yeah. Oh man. It's How the awesome. the fuck did you throw it away? I don't. I haven't. I have put it in a box. With killed, the full reptile yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. You imagine
0: that happening on the daily. I couldn't. Yeah. It, honestly, the yeah. amount of shit that I'm like, okay. I need to
1: buy next door's house just for storing. For stuff. real. That
0: is yeah. literally what happened. And to be fair, a lot of the stuff, the the problem is I'm very raw. I'm all, I've always been the way I am. I swear a lot. I'm quite. It's
1: like Buster Rhymes raw. Yeah, for real. Yeah. Problems. <laughs> roar,
0: roar, roar. <laughs> Libby the other day came to me and she basically, she had like this little spot on the back of her leg. And Stacey's like, let me squeeze it. <laughs> and she went, no, 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 Because it really hurts. And Stacey's one of them girls. She's always been like it. She fucking loves, she watches the videos on Facebook of like boils
1: being popped oh. and blackheads and she's like She fucking loves she's it. She's going to hate you for saying this. No, no, she'll
0: tell you herself. And is if you've right? got a spot, she'd fuck, if I said, oh, Dan's got a spot on his back, she'd be in there. <laughs> and she's got no, she's got no sort of self-knowledge of how much pressure her nails are putting onto my back yeah and it fucking kills so bear in mind Libby's six so she's like daddy it really hurts I feel like I want to swear and I was like okay what do you want to say and she was like FB and I'm like what do you mean what's that and she wrote down bear in mind her phonetics are normally the, the words of whatever she wants to write, her middle name's Grace. Right. And she writes, writes it G-R-A-I-S. Because uh-huh. it's all phonetically. Yeah. The swear words, fucking perfect. Perfect. Word for word, perfect. But she's not allowed to say them. She can hold that piece of paper and wave it as when the stage has the spot. <laughs> Is that and right? she was silent, just waving just this wave- thing. <laughs> just waving this thing. And I was like...
2: How the fu- oh, How is that in your
0: brain? Because she's like, "Well, I'm not swearing, am I?" And she's just waving this little that's piece of paper. That's a great idea. Yeah, but now I've got to... that in a in a glass on my bedside table.
1: Of course you have. I what a great story! It. I was trying to figure out a way the other day that we can solve the problem of corner teams swearing. I go back sometimes and watch and watch old boxing match. In fact, it's not a particularly old one. I was watching uh, Josh Warrington against. Oh, why am I forgetting his name? Anyway, a recent boxing match. And the corners, every time it went to the corner team, it's like like the corner man gets through the ropes, he looks at the fighter, and the cameraman's there, and he goes, why are you doing this? You've got to fuck... And then cuts immediately. Yeah. And then and then they come on, they go, oh, um, uh, sorry for the bad language. As you can imagine, emotions are running high in the corner team. Like,
2: what, what fucking I, time I know, is it, bro?
1: No, but th- this is the thing. I mean, I have no problem with it, and I think that in emotional scenarios... Like, it's going to happen regardless. My grandad always used to say to me, men swear at work sometimes. You know, I always... Like, That's it. Yeah, I get. I never heard my granddad swear until I was like 17 or 18. See, he just, I, I have an effect on people
0: that they feel they can swear on me. I'll never forget going to Stacey's granddad's and Pete, bless him, he's, he's passed away now. And he was a fucking... He was a solid nail of a man. Right. He was fucking rock hard. Only about five foot eight. Was in the Navy, was in the army, was a trucker. And he could make anything. His hand's were twice the size of mine, (laughs) twice as white. Like Shane Carwin's. Yeah, and he'd make fucking anything. And I'll never forget, I met him probably 10 times at this point, but I'd always been with Stace and with Pam or there was someone else in the room. The minute it was just me and him, he turned into a East End gangster (laughs) with the biggest... And he had Tourette's. And I came out and I can remember he was telling me a story about basically someone owed him some money... And he went round and he put a bullet shell on their shelf. (laughs) Looked at them, threatened them a load of times and then left. And I swear to God, the story he told me, terrified. And I went back in and said, all right, everything okay? Because we always go to their house just to chill out and have a weekend away. I was like, yeah. Just wide-eyed and and pale. "Mm, Got to go home. And she was like, what the fuck? What are you talking about? My granddad wouldn't have said that. And he almost looked at me as if to say... Like, you just look to me to say, You don't say anything.
1: Yeah, I've got this image in my head now, hence the expression as greedy as a pig.
0: (laughs) Do you know what nemesis means? (laughs) It's the righteous infliction of retribution, personified in this case by a horrible cunt.
1: Me, <laughs> fucking gold. Oh, great! Yeah, he, what but Bob. So it's that like, brick top, but Bob Lo- but- Lockstock, Lockstock, two smoking barrels reference. No, that was Snatch. Oh, that was Snatch, wasn't it? Yeah. Who's the Who's the, the, Sna- the brick who's top, in,
0: top in brick top in uh, Snatch? Same guy was the barkeeper in Lockstock.
1: That's right. Who's the Who's the uh, Who's Errol. the main criminal guy in um, Lockstock? Yeah, Archie arry Archie arry yeah. Oh, Vinnie Jones is in Lockstock, isn't it? Yeah, we had he has, Vinnie Jones and he came up because oh, then I you had this the governor. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> when he's when he's kicking his head in in the uh, maze I fucking car. love it. Beautiful. Um, before we're, we're one one twenty three, and this needs no editing, which is wonderful. So this will be able to go out straight away main event pick who are you going for? Okay, okay. Dillashaw Cejudo. Let's circle back to him. I'm, re- I'm, str- I'm struggling, man, because look. Oh, i tell you what, one thing cool. I need to mention. The UFC uh, open um, uh, announced the U- U- opening UFC Nottingham. A UFC gym Nottingham. Start I mean, that where, again? Where, where, was, re- <laughs> where was that 15 years ago when, when we had a, a fucking solid squad of fighters in Nottingham Dude, that see? were floating around from one McDojo to another? Yeah. Like, come on. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm excited. Just, just imagine I'm what gonna you a can make a bit of it now. But, oh, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be back. It's going to be awesome. Hardy led is like the bat cave as far as MMA goes. Um, that's invite only, isn't it? That's that's, that's going to be like... special. Oh, yeah, what cherry pick? Nothing. Yeah. But the UFC gym, they're taking over the UK. So I just want to give people a shout out. UFC Nottingham's opening uh, end of March, I think it is. That'd be good. End of March, beginning really of good. April. And then they've got a couple of other locations. But there's loads of stuff opening up in the next sort of 10 years with UFC gym. I had a look at the plans the other day. Holy shit. Palmy
0: doesn't want you to tell me what it is. As I'm much, as I, could, as, much as, as I could to. ask, I don't want to know because I'm quite, I like to see it evolve. It's well, quite a cool thing. The, thing.
1: the thing is with the UFC gyms over in the US is like, like you walk into, say like Frankie Edgar's gym. I've not been into the UFC gym for Frankie Edgar. I've been into a couple in California. Like you walk in and it's massive and it's impressive. Like they're, they're huge, they're huge locations, like 25, 30,000 square feet. Wow. They're massive. And you walk in and you're like, this is really, really impressive. But you, that's, kind, that's kind of how they do it in the US. Yeah. Like you walk into most of the gyms in Vegas. You walk into Syndicate, as we were talking about earlier, or um, Extreme Couture is a yeah. good example. Like Vandalay's place back in the day before they knocked it down for the uh, the new football stadium <laughs> that they're building. Um, like well, you yeah, walk Extreme into- couture was the place people would go to get pictures. Yeah, I know that- a lot of people that went to Vegas exactly. and would always roll up and you
0: had Vanderlei, you had Stefan Bonner or Forrest or s- uh-huh. someone would be there, Chris Lieben, yeah. whoever it was, you'd normally get a couple of pictures right. with people at Extreme Couture.
1: And the thing is with those gyms, like they're massive. You walk in, you're like, geez, this is this is huge. But so I think the UFC gyms over there, they kinda they kind of follow the pattern of other big okay, gyms. Yeah, yeah. Whereas people aren't gonna have seen anything like it when it opens here. Like, we, we don't have anything that's comparable in the UK at the moment. It's massive. It'll be like the Performance Institute. Which it's, is going to be insane. It, it, yeah, I'm, I'm excited and for it. And it's local. And it's Nottingham, yeah. And you can get us in. Yeah, of course I can. <laughs> we'll be there every day. Can I have a day <laughs> pass, please, sir? They've got a sauna. We'll be there. We'll be walking around Natal's. This is it. This yeah. is it, yeah, definitely. Just, that's it. Yeah. Just wandering around. From the coffee machine to the sauna and back. Back yeah. and forth. Can you there we go. Put me some more credit on this This is car, cardio. Please? This is cardio. This is cardio. <laughs> Don't judge me. Don't judge me. Just been drink, at the gym. Drinking all day. frappes. <laughs> yeah. Um, go on then. Give, give me your picks. Let's, let's uh, rattle down the card. Well, give, give me the fights that you want to watch. You're interested in watching. Well, my
0: yeah. internet, my, my laptop's just died, oh shit so.
1: Okay. So, okay. Main event. Well, no, 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 yeah, no. Go I'm, I'm going to throw some fights. Yeah. are not going to do the whole card. Okay, I'm gonna. So let's start lower down. Okay, Bermudez T. Edwards. You don't know much about T. Edwards, do you? I don't,
0: but I think Bermudez is is on a four fight losing streak. Yeah,
1: but he he was a
0: savage. He was a fucking animal. I think if he can go the distance, Bermudez can can wrestle fuck him. Yeah if T Edwards managed to land on him he has been clipped and he's been sparked he's wicked powerful yeah so for sure. i would probably say t edwards i'd like what well, i'd like the result to be a, an extravagant flamboyant knockout and that's probably going to come from t edwards yeah
1: what about the uh, what about the two guys holding the keys to the gates of the top 10 so you've got cowboy and and glover to share on either uh, either gatepost and you've got Carl Robertson and alex hernandez trying to kick the gates in
0: see cowboy I don't see what he gets from this apart from just that legacy of any, any time, anywhere, any place. And the thing is, I think if, 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 even if Cowboy lost this and a title contender dropped out, Mm. he would still be considered to be, to, to fight for the title. Why fucking not? Because he's always put his hat in the ring. So as much as common sense says it doesn't make sense and it's a stupid move, I still, I'd love to see Cowboy win, but, the guy he's
1: fighting is a fast starter. Who did he spark in, like, a minute? Uh, oh, it was, um, what's his name? F- uh, Camacho, wasn't it? Frank Camacho right. with that head kick.
0: That's, and that's him within a minute. And we know Cowboy's Ooh. a slow starter. Yeah. So Cowboy's, unfortunately, got everything to lose in this. And we know from the Darren Till fight that when that happens... It can happen. You can but, get caught cold, yeah. But Cowboy, sure.
1: now he's got his kid and he fought his last fight against uh, Perry. Oh, no, no, no. Now i got it mixed up. I'm wrong. No. Um, Hernandez is coming off that win over Auburn Mercier. That United That's it. System. That was a bit slow. But Urban Mercier is good. The one that was impressive, that's right, is the Benil Dariush one. 42 seconds. 42 seconds, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's not like he's... I mean, like a couple of good wins there. Cowboy. Cowboy's reinvention. It's up still, though.
0: You know if Cowboy was serious when he said he's back yeah. and he beat Perry and he looked good doing it? Yeah. It's going to be a long night for the for, for the it's, other guy. It's,
1: it's a bit of a story like the, top, like the main event though. I mean, Cowboy going back down to lightweight again. Yeah. like There just becomes a point where your body doesn't want to cut that weight and Cowboy is in his 30s now. Is he you know? stepping
0: in? Is he stepping in? I for... don't know. I'm not
1: sure. I'm, I'm not I, sure. I
0: didn't even know who's was on it. I've got to yeah. be on it. I didn't know who's was on it. But So I'd, I'd probably say Cowboy because I'd like Cowboy to win because I'm yep. a big fan of Cowboy. Glover... It's a bit like trying to pick Andre Olofsky to win again. Yeah. It's, it's tricky, man. He's, he's, yeah. he's done his time and it's just a case that it's it's not the same Glover. No. You're not seeing the same finishes. You're not seeing the same explosiveness and movement.
1: No. So, yeah, I'd probably go against Glover on that one. What about uh, Benavidez against Ortiz? Battle of the backups. Oh, man. <laughs> Battle, <laughs> Battle of the, back of the backups. backups. <laughs> I think it on the spot, I quite like <laughs> that. Yeah, I... I'm
0: I'm I'm super excited to see that because it's almost like Volkanovski against Mendes. Yeah, it's you know it's going to be mm-hmm. a bit of a, a, a barn brawl. But yeah, I think Ortiz. I've, I've just enjoyed watching his last few fights, and I, I yeah. always I always liked uh, Joby Wong. Mm-hmm. Always followed him. Always been a big fan. But I don't know if it's just that it's just got harder for him to keep getting into that ring. It's It's that
1: holding pattern, though. You know what I mean? There's something to be said for guys that are still, like, covering ground in each fight. Like, Benavidez is not covering ground in this fight. He's holding ground. Yeah. And and Dustin Ortiz is the one that's still walking upstairs here. Yeah. There's still a lot to be gained for him. And I think there's a hunger that comes with that position. You want to make a name for yourself.
0: And you've got someone like Joseph Benavidez in front, who arguably beat fucking Uncle Creepy a couple of times, and beat DJ... Arguably, I know mm. they didn't get the decision, yeah. but yeah. Jesus, great he's, fight, though. He's, he's got he was the other person, the only other person to be Sahudo. Mm-hmm. It wasn't convincing,
1: but it keeps him in the but picture it is a of fucking a win for for the title. Yeah. absolutely. Well, I think I don't it's know if that's going to light a bit
0: of a bit of fire under Benavidez to be on the same card to be able mm. to finish Ortiz and go
1: right. I think one thing that's helped Benavidez. Yeah, exactly. I think one thing that's helped Benavidez I mean you have got you've got to call out the main event winner. Of course. Either whoever of them, wins you've got to call either out the main of them, event yeah. winner. But with um with Benavidez, I think one thing that helped, I mean, I know it wasn't great to have that injury, it was a knee injury, wasn't it? it? Set yes. him back and he was out for a while. Yeah. And I remember every time I went to the performance institute when I was in Vegas, he was there. Oh, and shit. it's literally like like scenes out of is it uh, which Rocky is it where he fights Drago? four yeah there you go like the the training the training montage yeah yeah. like one minute he's in the rehab room and he's doing these like weird like sliding from side to side on these skates like building up stability in his knees and hips again then the next thing he's on like a treadmill with a mask on and like and this treadmill is in an altitude tank oh shit so like it was it was amazing he's like he's on this treadmill running and they're at like seven thousand feet in the altitude tank
0: even Rocky had a montage. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Fucking love it. But like, so I think that's one thing that's helped Benavides is maybe taking a bit of time off, kind of renewed that hunger, and then at the same time he's become the the PI's Rocky experiment, a little bit like Angano is. Yeah, I was he, always surprised was.
0: to see. I need to talk to you about Angano real mm. quick as well. I know we're going over, but I need to ask you a question or, or something. Sounds kind of
1: like a threat. Yeah. Sounds <laughs> kind of. I need to talk to you about. And he Can you yeah. see me afterwards? Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, Benavides. The I I never knew if he was caught up in the whole team alpha
1: male. He was kind of caught between it all. Yes, because I see that
0: he still bros with 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 everybody and with TJ. Uh But it was one of them where there was a very clear line drawn by by Uriah Faber. Yeah, it was really really clear, and I know that obviously Cody sort of bit down, and he was very adamant about where he was, where TJ was. Very much a case of like, look, I just want to better myself. Maybe I want to make it for myself. I'm, I'm all good. Like, chill the fuck out. Yeah, yeah. And obviously, there was a lot made out of it, but it was. I always thought that Benavidez. I, I was always keen to see who came out with him. Mm-hmm. Unlike a, no one gives a fuck what I'm yeah. watching, but I'm just yeah. interested to see. I wonder if, yeah. I wonder if he's with Bang or, or I wonder if he's with right.
1: Faber. Oh, he's got Jimmy or Jimmy Gifford. He had Giff in his corner. Yeah, quite Giff. A few and times what's the other,
0: what's the other guy's name? Who was the head coach at uh, Team Alpha Male, and then uh, they sort of cut him out. Campman. No,
1: no, 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 no. Oh, um Always uh, on the Buckles. podcast. Yes. Buckles, Jason Buckholes, yeah. wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. He, he was Mike Danzig ruined his name for me. called him butthole. Mac Danzig called him buttholes all the time. And yes, it just yeah. i struggle with that. Yeah. That's, you know how it is when someone when someone changes a name and you can't yeah, yeah, that's me done. It's like that it's like the song that I was singing, the Christmas song. <laughs>
0: Injured while droning this Christmas. Is that a shout out for your dad, <laughs> <laughs> mate. I can't remember what the lyrics were that I hit you back with, but I think I'd had a couple of beers, and there was uh, something about cutlery, plastic bowls. But yeah, it's not. Like it's not that. in there now. I don't write stuff. Down. Oh, well, I tell
1: you what else I need to do as well. I need to give a shout out to Canazen um, for sending uh, my mum's friend Sarah a bunch of stuff. My mum's friend Sarah has been struggling with MS for a, for a number of years, and. She was on ridiculous amounts of painkillers, medication okay. and stuff. Like her medicine cabinet was was ridiculous, and uh, she started using CBD. I, I sent her a bottle to try, and then and it worked really well. I sent her the second strength, like the gold strength stuff, yeah, yeah. which is their best stuff. And within about two months, she was off all of her painkillers. That's fucking bananas. It's crazy. It's crazy. And like it's a illegal, like only just, only then, just then, legal. But sh- just a quick shout out to Canazen. Thank you for, uh, for, for hooking Sarah up. It's made a massive difference. Um, anything else we need to talk about? Main. Oh, yeah, of course. Fuck. Um, well, no. My, my, my fight of the night pick, Gregor Gillespie against Jansen Medeiros. Oh, see, that's, that's going to be interesting. The, Gregor Gillespie, man. I'd, Isn't he unbeaten? Is he unbeaten? Yeah, 12-0. Right. But how good did
0: Yancey look against Cowboy?
1: mate but the thing is with Yance Medeiros uh, like I was saying about Nate Diaz on Inside the Octagon it's like punching a floor standing inflatable punch bag Yeah, they're just there like you, like the higher up the body you hit the less impact it seems to have yeah so but then you've got Gregor Gillespie who's a very strong wrestler who's probably going to get in on Yance Medeiros' legs and smash him into the corner of the Octagon yeah, beat him up
0: I don't know man Yance's been there a lot more know, yeah. he's got a few losses on there he's also been dancing
1: I'm, around in weight classes as well and he's been yeah. up to welterweight I've I'm, I'm just been really impressed with Gregor Gillespie. I, th- I think that's going to be a.
0: Is that your pick? You're going for Gregor? Yeah,
1: I think. Well, that, I, that's just my pick for Fight of the Night. Okay, I'll take, you the night. I'll take Yancy then. I'll take Yancy. We'll go opposites right. on that. So, else? We've got Paige on there? Pages Paige, yeah. Back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. we've yeah, we got Paige against Rachel Ostevich. Um I mean, a lot of the story really has been around Ostovich coming back after that, what is it, domestic abuse thing that's been going on yeah. with her? Yeah. So that's been most of the story. I mean, she seems to be, and then there's been the drama with the Greg Hardy thing, but I don't, I don't even want to get into that. I, I don't know enough about the situation. I don't know enough about no. it, but I
0: know I was listening to Din Thomas. Din Thomas was
1: on Joe Rogan, and yeah. him and, and Din he didn't and he a didn't seem to drop up any kind of excusing of the of whatever. No, happened, he sort of said, like, "Well, it kind yeah, of this has happened, and yeah. it got
0: thrown out." So yeah. he's never been a come to me. Yeah. You know?
1: Really? Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't know. So well, yeah. I'm not sure. I don't really know a great deal about Alan Crowder as well. I know he came in off the Contender series, but then Big Pretty put a put an end to his uh, yeah. debut pretty quickly. So main event then, Sahudo Dillashaw. Okay. I said, to, I said, so let's let's rattle out a quick hour at one thirty. Well we doing? One thirty. Well, <laughs> why not? Why not?
0: The, I, I don't know. Sahudo Dillashaw. All my head's been saying ever since it's announced is TJ's going to fucking wipe the floor with him. Okay. Constantly, that's all that's been in my head. But then, now I'm seeing him as like a smack monkey, to quote this fight disciples.
1: (laughs) Is that what they said? Yeah,
0: well he's just so... so,
1: What's a cock
0: rat? Oh about. did you see the artwork, the r and did? No. Outstanding. Well, what's the best way to describe Colby Covington? There's a few choice words I could throw out there. I'm I'm quite well known for talking mad shit and making up... Spunk monkey, no fucking, you know I
1: I've been hearing rattlings that Colby Covington's fighting Darren Till, but it then, well, that I've been hearing rumblings of it, but then it sounds like Colby Covington doesn't want to doesn't want to fight in London. Uh, I don't. And think then Masvidal offered it, offered himself up. For they it.
0: seem to be doing it like gentlemen, though. Yeah, yeah it appears yeah.
1: that no one wants to be taking a fight with you, squire. So no, if no you'd like been, to, we could meet in the middle. <laughs> no one's been slapped with a with a, with a leather glove yet. Yeah, you exactly. Know. But no, I, I, no gauntlet's been thrown down.
0: Are you bothered about Colby Covington? I'd like to see till fight him. I I'd
1: want like, to see someone fuck him up, yeah, but i but who does that Usman I think be, I don't I care. think Usman's a problem for him, I think the thing is with Usman Usman's proactive in the way that he fights generally i mean he he does he does tend to manage the pace of fights very well, but at least he's managing them on his terms and he's moving forward yeah. whereas woodley uh you know i've been people now been critical of him in the past I, i'm a I'm a fan of Woodley when he shows up. When he shows up like he did against Darren Till, monster. When he shows up like he did against Robbie Lawler or against Jay Heron or uh check, monster. Yeah. But it's it's when he stands it's when he stands with his back up against the fence not doing anything. That's my concern. I think,
0: yeah, the Wonder Boy thing sort of diluted it. Yeah. It made it a bit hard because the problem is
1: And then you got Myers. see that the same situation with Myers. You're giving
0: him the wrong you giving him right. the wrong like food to perform under. Exactly. And I suppose for me, when you watched R D A fight, Colby RDA in the third was it the third or fourth started taking him down mm. and started yeah. to look like Colby would no it was three, no it was five rounds on it because it was yeah, for the interim, was. Yeah. but RDA if he had a bit more in there I think Woodley would have definitely had yeah. more in the tank and sort of see gone through those first couple of rounds and come back and gone right motherfucker yeah. now watch me
1: the but, thing the thing is the thing with Woodley though is that he's not when you say when you say he's got more in the tank it's a different kind of tank it's the difference between between having like like Colby Covington fights like he's running off organic biodiesel, so he's yeah, like true. chugging at a steady yeah. pace. Yeah, he kind of marches forward. Well, and he kind whatever of, Tyron does, he's like he's a, a big third he's of, a, of the energy. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. True yeah. You press the button on that, and you're getting at least a third of everything he's got in one fucking right hand. Yeah, and if that lands, he's gonna blast you into next week. Like my concern with with Colby Covington is that he can kind of blanket people, and he Without might. Wrestling. Yeah. Like if you can slow Woodley down enough for the first two rounds, you might blanket him into a decision. And, and look
0: at Woodley against someone like Paulie. that was a that yeah. was a long wrestle fuck. Mm-hmm. So I think if you've got the other foot on the shoe on the other foot for someone like Covington, I don't know, I just don't there's there's no I wanna see someone that I know will definitely just bing him and yeah. just be like, fuck off now.
1: It reminds me a bit of million dollar man, Ted DiBiase. Do you remember?
0: Or Ewan R. Shyster, the fucking you know what I mean, yeah. <laughs> his, his tag I, I, team partner, yeah. IRS. Oh, just yeah. Not oh quite shyster. I forgot his full name. Owen oh, R Arsh- Ah, yeah, yeah Owen oh, Shyster. Just not. I'm just not bothered. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, the belts on him. Yeah, he's got the rest of it. But just, I want to see
1: someone that I know convincingly would just fucking ice him out. Masvidal would be a great fight for Till. Yeah. Col- Colby Covington could be frustrating.
0: I think that- Masvidal is a good, good stand-up where they have both got something to yeah. prove. Because Masvidal against Cowboy, mm-hmm. Masvidal swarmed him and, yeah. and looked good cowboy against till cowboy did it even more
1: com- uh, till did it more convincingly yeah. so to put them together it'd be right. fucking next level and, and the other thing as well is like you've got to think I, I would say if i'm being realistic based on on what my just just my my memory of the fighters i would say that masvidal's got the slight advantage in wrestling and grappling yeah but, but, but based i think this is the thing enough. and he's big enough yeah the, the size difference between two because masvidal was a lightweight till's not making ever a lightweight ever so I, I think the slight technique deficit in wrestling for Till is made up for in his size and strength. Yeah. I mean, in, and
0: In his gorilla. Yeah. And Masvidal's not got the same clubs. He's not got the same dynamite. True. I'm yeah, not saying he can't a, knock people out but he's no, not he's got the a, same as Tyron.
1: No. More of a volume puncher, is Yeah, absolutely. But that's, yeah, it's going to be, I don't know. I'm, I'm, so did you give me a pick of the main event? Y- no. No, it, we, it, I, I
0: really don't know. I, I think if... if so, toss a coin? Should we see what the coin Yeah, says? hold on. Let me You've get, got a coin. You've I've, always got
1: a coin, you pocket. I have it. got
0: my half dollar. So let me get oh, this. Oh, shit. So what you have in... Half
1: dollar.
0: It's in here somewhere. Trust me, bro. <laughs> there
1: it is. Look at that. 1979. So what we're saying, heads... Well, so Suhudo's uh, got a massive melon, so we okay. should give him heads. What we're saying? It's the eagle. TJ. Told you TJ, TJ win. right. Fucking it's okay, so TJ... I'm just. <coughs> the thing is, with TJ, if he steps on the scales looking like looking ready, then I'm I'm good to go with TJ. I'm going to go can, in my head, TJ. Yeah, TJ. Definitely, yeah, TJ, man, all day. I, uh, my concern is that he looks like one of those grey things that stuck to the bottom of the sea in Little Mermaid. You know those little wafy <laughs> fucking yeah yeah those things yeah I exactly I just, know what you mean like once he's cut that additional few pounds off his frame and he's actually stepped on the scales at one like, twenty five mate like and just the, like literally like honestly I, I'm I'm gonna pull up a random picture now just for my own benefit if Cerrudo
0: wins though that is fucking bananas because all I it can is. still see is that DJ just finished him with a knee yeah. and he's just beat two yeah. outstanding champions.
1: It is fortunate that we've not got TJ against DJ because that gets quite, com- quite yeah, confusing. Yeah, I, I,
0: I, I just think that TJ's just, he's just, he's going to be too good, too elusive. Yeah. And the thing is, as much as he's losing weight, he can still fucking hit hard. And it's like his legs, you don't lose kicking power. You might lose punching power, but I don't think you lose kicking power. And no. I think TJ's just lightning with his fucking kicks. And he's got, he's got a secret weapon, he's got bang in his corner.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, that's, that's the thing. Ludwig, the thing is, it doesn't Ludwig's matter
0: if Bang's obsessed. He's fucking obsessed, so he will have been watching
1: every ounce of footage he can get. Yeah, look, it's a, it's, there's a photo of... That's Dillashaw at one... Th- this is why we need to start doing a video podcast. Okay. That's Dillashaw at 135 when he fought Garbrandt. Like, I, I can... You know what I mean? I can Sorry, see I'm the edges going. of his... Ooh. <laughs> I can see the edges of his skull quite clearly. He's, I mean, he's, he's, yeah. he's drawn out there. Really drawn out. So Look how ten, lean he is. He's got like 10 six abs on each side. That's bananas. Shredded. I, I, don't, I just don't know where the, where the additional weight comes so, off. So you, who
0: are you taking? you taking Cejudo?
1: No, I'm going with the coin toss because I don't know. I'm going with the coin toss. So the, I, I'm, yeah. I think the snake's going to take it. But the snake the snake's
0: good though uh, isn't it? I love the way that he came yeah. out with the snake t-shirt I like how he's it. Yeah, it yeah, cool, and man. the
1: whole virus line as well with the snake skin yeah, bit annoying because right. I didn't want to do a snake skin but a reptile yeah we'll, yeah
0: we'll come to that the other thing that I asked for, that I wanted to ask you really quickly go on then because Cain Velasquez is fighting um, yeah and Garno. yeah oh dear do you know what because Cain's only fought twice in the last five years yeah there's a high chance he's going to drop out right yeah how much would you rather
1: see, DC versus Engaru? I just I, the thing is though, I think I think DC realistically does exactly what he did to, I mean he do, he does what Miocic did to Engaru, but, yeah, but he true. doesn't do it for five rounds. He does it for two and a half rounds and then chokes him out like he did Anthony Johnson. Yeah. Like that the formula that the the formula that beat Anthony Johnson twice beats Ngannou it's just a bit more difficult because of the size. a bit of taller. Him. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well that shuts me down.
1: Yeah, I just I mean I, I I don't get me wrong, I would watch it. Absolutely I would watch it. I want to see Stipe DC rematch is the one that I want to yeah, watch. Yeah, definitely want to see that. Especially if if Jones is I mean we've got Jones matched up again have not we against uh Lionheart Anthony yes. Smith. I'm That's looking forward to that. I, my concern is that that Smith needed two more fights. And he's a
0: bit smaller. He is he's a, a middleweight.
1: He's a middleweight that's looked good at yeah. light heavy. But then again, the, the thing is, I think when when we see him next to John Jones, I think people are going to be surprised at big he is, because he's six four. I mean, oh, is he? Yeah, What's yeah. He's John? Six, four. six six four. Six, oh shit. Yeah. So like, when, like standing next to each other, like he's not. He's not. I wouldn't say he's any smaller than Gustafson. I
0: don't think with Smith you get a read. I don't think there's a there's a play-by-play book of Smith. He's not been around long enough no. that
1: you've got enough to go, I know what he's going to do. He's too raw. He's yeah. too much of a creative fighter. But I fucking love that. Is it? Do you think this is why the Fight Disciples have a production meeting before they record? Cause- <laughs> <laughs>
0: Cause we, and I still don't know if anyone's ever shit on you. No,
1: <laughs> <laughs> no one's ever shit on me. Did you no. work in a factory?
0: No. no. Did you shit on you? No, no. they didn't. Well, I can tell I've you. have been shown on
1: by birds a couple of times, not not birds like women. But yeah, I had a glass
0: table, not the older style. <laughs> <laughs> no, I meant like obviously we, we've both got dogs. I went with kids because I've got stories for days, but yeah, not not time for it now, clearly. No, but no. yeah, maybe the um, production meeting is more than <laughs> have you been shit on and did you work in a factory? <laughs> no,
1: hell. no, absolutely, absolutely not. Um, the one thing that I do I do want to say though is uh, uh, Nick, I need to see Nick and uh, Lacey uh, Mario Kart.
0: Oh, fucking hell. Like, Nick's
1: talking big game. Mate, he's talking big game. I, I bought I, I, bought the Nintendo with the Mario Kart, the little Nintendo. Yeah, I think me and Lacey probably played 300 games. I'm, I've beaten, a, I don't even think, twice.
0: Genuinely, Sam, was here earlier, yeah. me and him, we've known each other since we were two. Been to school, we've been through everything together, and the one thing we've always had is a SNES. Right. And I was talking to his brother about it, and he said, we're we're not good at games, but we're fucking outstanding at a specific level Mm. on battle with toad and cooper like sam you couldn't you literally couldn't get close to him back in the day on his stag do last year old bought the snes round and we sat in his room and he played two games and bear in mind he used to fucking trounce me and (laughs) all he lost both refused to play Because it knew it would have ruined his stag do. But (laughs) that's it. Mario Kart on the SNES especially. Mario Kart on the Cube was good. Double Dash where you had the two players on the car, where you got the Magic Star. N64 wasn't bad, but we're waiting. We're getting a Switch.
1: Nice. At some point, we're going to get a Switch. Good. Didn't Nick get one? Or was it Adam got Nick, one? Yeah, yeah, Nick yeah, got one. It's yeah. fucking... I they're they're wicked. They, they are good. good. Yeah.
0: But yeah, don't... Yeah. Just come at me on fucking Mario Kart. I'll, I'll bring one. I'll try and get older one to get to the
1: on Sunday. I'll bring mine. I'll bring mine. The Switch. Yeah, no, yeah. The, the Switch. Oh, yeah, the Switch. Well, I can bring the old school one. I can see... I want to see Nick. Because w- the thing is, there's a lot of people that, that are Billy Big Bollocks when it comes to Mario Kart. And I am not professing to be one of those people. I'm, I never I, I never caught skills. the Mario Kart groove. I loved it. Like, I had. I didn't have a system until until I was quite a bit older. See, I had, I had Street a, Fighter
0: 2. Street yeah. Fighter 2 was my jam. I got nice. a Street Fighter 2 on the Mega Drive with a six-bottle controller. Okay. And you could not, yeah, you couldn't touch really? me.
1: See, I, d- I used to play a lot of games when I was around at my mate's houses. So, yeah. like, like, Diner Blaster was one of my favourites. Yeah. So A uh, Bomberman. Yeah. Bomberman was Fucking good. Fucking a Um, But Mortal Kombat. Oh, I mean, GoldenEye, of course. We Goldeneye, had Streets of, of Rage. Streets
0: of Rage was a big one. Okay. Streets of Rage 1, 2, and 3. But I got one of them Raspberry Pi, which had all the old arcade. There was a, g- a game called Vendetta, right? And it was like a four button, four joystick. You remember the old old arcade machines which yeah, had the yeah. turtles on? We're gonna get
1: one for a session at the gym, yeah.
0: But this is one of the ones with four on, so like nice. the Wrestlefest, turtles, Simpsons. There was four player, and I had
1: that on Vendetta. Ja- Jamie, just pull that up the uh, the arcade machine. See if we can buy one of them somewhere. Oh, okay. We ain't got a Jamie. Fuck. We've got a ginger, Jamie. We've got a ginger. <laughs>
0: Yeah. we're going to call him the rhyming ginger ninja we're
1: going to call him Father Blissmas we that's are going to call him Father Blissmas I can't wait to do that collab with his with that font I know we've not spoken to him about it yet but we're dropping it right no. now we're putting it now so it's official so, it. so we're going to steal he can't it. back out so
0: uh, yeah when you see the new t-shirt with us
1: now when he charges us for it that's the problem one million dollars yeah. <laughs> like, that's like that's like announcing Paul Daly's fighting before he signed a contract oh, oh you're going to pay dangerous. for that oh shit dangerous how much times. did you offer him you're paying him double that now schoolboy schoolboy mate do
0: you reckon just on poorly go on do you think he'll have a fight in the ufc again
1: no just no, no. i don't, i just don't I, I i think i think the, the opportunity arose uh, uh, like just before he signed his bellator contract oh, okay yeah i think the opportunity arose and i think had there been a moment where him and dana would have crossed paths and they could have just like shook hands and been like you know it's Josh Koscheck. You a lot of has gone down, as well. down yeah. since that's, yeah. that's gone down. Like, like, I mean, if, if that was me, I'd have said to Dana, look, how many times did you want to slap Josh Koscheck? Like, for real. Enough times. For real. Enough yeah. times, Yeah, right? And you never did. Well, you know, he'd been laying on me, talking shit in my ear for 15 minutes. I wanted to slap him. Yeah. I get it. Paul Daly's fiery. He's always been like I'm that. I'm surprised he didn't do it in the back.
2: Yeah. I, I could tell. The as soon as thing he is, stood up, I could tell he was going to do it. The thing is, I would say that's worse, because that's, that's even more calculated. Yeah,
1: that's like having a fight on the ice at hockey. And then waiting for waiting in the car the fucking, park. Yeah, yeah, true. Like you know what I mean. It, it, it takes it to a new level. Paulie was still in a state where he was very emotional. Yes, and and it just it, it was it just it got out of hand. It didn't need to. It didn't need no. to.
0: But I, I, I do love how open. The, the, it's never been stopped. It's never been cut. Right. You've never you can't
1: find the footage. It's, I love that that you yeah. can still see it. But I'd love to see him back in there. There's just so many fun. Like imagine Paul Daly, Robbie Lawler. Dude, holy shit! That, that would that is oh, a, a Christmas card. That is a Christmas. That card. is a Christmas. Card. That's a that's a that's a bonus fight that you. Yeah, man, it's like amazing. Bruce
0: Lee against Joe Rogan, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, but
1: I think there's I reckon, a lot. I reckon Rogan takes him down, pulls his arms off. Yeah, for real. You know I think, with... especially with the new modern <laughs> developments in MMA right now. I <laughs> always
0: find when when I see there's a lot when people have gone over to Bellator. I think there's a, there's a lot of support there. They, mm-hmm. they seem to have, they look at what most pieces, places are doing wrong and they seem to, Scott Coker he just seems to be a top bloke. Yeah, I've yeah, never yeah. met him.
1: Yeah, I, I've uh, never met him to be honest. He I've just seems, he, I don't know what he thinks of me though.
0: No, but he's got Viacom, hasn't he? He's
1: got, he's got, yeah. he's got, yeah, got
0: Daddy Warbucks out. money. So. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? <laughs>
1: they have, they have. Right, let's wrap that up there. Um, I don't, you still didn't give me a, a pick for the main. Yeah, I went you? for it, TJ. Okay, TJ. I'm, I'm going right. hard on TJ. Okay, I, I'll, I'll go with TJ as well because that's what the coin said. But honestly, I, I, I've got no idea. I'm just looking for the Gillespie Madeiras fight. That's going to be madness.
0: I think the card's going to be quite surprising. I think there's going to be a lot of fucking barn yeah, burners. Absolutely. Right. Especially
1: Jojo Calderwood. Sorry. Ooh, that's yeah, my yeah. fight of the night. Jojo Lipsky. Calderwood. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think that's a, that's a rough one. Anyway, thanks for tuning in. Catch you next time. They can do something.
2: other kind of lizard can do. It can run
0: continuously for a very long time and that enables it to become an endurance hunter chasing down its prey.